Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Yes, on the Run Home podcast with Joel and Fletch. This afternoon, it was the Professor and Barney (laughs) for your Friday fun times. And gosh, we had a great afternoon, Barney. You uncovered an article about Emma Lawrence being robbed in the UK and had a theory on it. Yeah, we delved into the fact that it might be an inside job and, uh, well, it's just a classic case of stealing from work. So we heard what everyone's stolen from work. And then we, on the back of Shane Crawford, starring in Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Yeah, starring's the right word. We explored all the other talented athletes out there who've had a crack at singing, dancing and other uh, performing arts. The great Nathan Hindmarsh joined us from his compound. Uh, then we did one hell of an IMAR quiz, didn't we? Oh, I don't think anyone will ever forget it. It was possibly the greatest quiz ever held. And Emma Lawrence then phoned into the show basically to say, stop accusing me of being a thief. Mm. Which, uh, and we didn't. No, of course not. All right, listen to the podcast and bloody enjoy it. The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. Yes, welcome to the Run Home. Thanks to Hyundai, the Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel. It's in stock now. A massive, huge welcome to all our listeners, whoever you're tuning in. SEN 1170 AM Sydney, SEN 1620 AM Gold Coast, SEN 693 AM Brisbane. Or if you're listening live on the SEN app, there's lots of people that do that. Or listeners who are directorially tuning in on the podcast. Directorially? Directorially, that that means belatedly. That means you're a little bit tardy, you're a little bit late. Um, (laughs) Hello to those people who tuned in late. If you uh, want to download the podcast... You uh, download the SEN app at the App Store or Google Play Store. Subscribe to the Run Home podcast at Apple, Spotify, or where all good podcasts are downloaded. I am the professor. It is not Joel and Fletch this afternoon. And (laughs) in that other voice you heard sitting in the chair next to me is Andrew Barney Barnett. Andrew, how are you? I am excited to be here Friday afternoon. So much good sport around, so much to talk about. It's going to be fun. It is. And we are the captains of the Friday fun time. That's yes. why they get us in. Exactly. People are driving home. They want as much fun as they can possibly have. Now, if you want to get involved in the show, you can call us. There is now a sponsor for the call line, Barney, since you're in last. Are you serious? I'm 100% serious. Lawn Hub call line, one 1170 or text 0457 736 736. Grow the best lawn in the street with Lawn Hub. Lawn Hub, one of the top three hubs on is the it? internet. What are the so, other ones? Uh, I believe uh, Hammock Hub. Oh, yes. Uh, is one of the good ones. Yes. And, uh, and um, Food Hub. Food Hub. Oh, mm. that's a great one. They're the only three hubs on the internet. All right. Now hit us up on social media if you'd like. The um, Run Home has all the social medias that really? you need. Yeah, they've got uh, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Oh, it's, wow. It's at Joel Fletch S-E-N and uh, on YouTube as well at S-E-N League. Now, I'll introduce another man here, Gibbo. How are you? G'day, boys. Yeah, good, thank you. G'day, listener. Now, why do you guys do listener? Why do you not do the S? I noticed that well, yesterday. because... Ratings aren't going that well? 
Yeah, well, maybe. Uh, I think it's just to make it to an individual so they feel special. Oh, I love oh, that. Yeah, so we're nice. lifting up the curtain here. I wasn't a fan of it, but seeing that Fletch or Brooksy is in here who were doing it, I yep. thought, oh, may as well run with it. But I'm, a, I'm more of a listener's man myself. Now, Brooksy's about to get on his flight, I think. I wonder yeah. whether he's listening. He's about to get to Bali with his girlfriend and her three friends. Wow. Yeah. Bali. I picked him more as a Fiji-type bogan. Uh, no, he's definitely a Bali bogan. Wow. Yeah. Um, and he's pretty pumped. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't go away with my girlfriend and three friends. But, you know, Brooksy's a different type of bloke. Well, your wife wouldn't let you go away with your girlfriend <laughs> oh, and three no, friends she's either. Right. She's, a, she's a stick in the mud. Hey, Gibbo, if they Yo. want to email in, because we yep. might be doing a bit of emailing later, there is an email address now, isn't it? Yeah, so Joel and Fletch at sen.com.au. Now, yesterday's... Mailbox was hilarious. Uh, there was quite a few emails coming in, so hopefully today we can do one better. And I'm not sure what they can. Well, we'll come in, up with something. Yeah. There was a lot of mail flooding in, mm. Barney. Um, oh, I listened. <laughs> Did you listen yesterday? Yeah, I always listen. Oh, mate. mate, I'm a big supporter. Geez, you're good. Uh, now we have a massive show this afternoon. We're going to be talking to the P man oh. uh, from the Code Sport writer Adam Peacock. He's live on the ground in Qatar. This is exciting stuff. Um, he's going to let us know about the vibe there. The vibe? Uh, he's going to let us know how his bank account's going. Um, he's going to let us know how much Socceroos are going to beat France by. Yep. All those important questions there. Made a very special guest. Oh. An old friend of ours, an old sparring partner, former Australian kangaroo, Nathan Hindmarsh. How did we get Nathan Hindmarsh? <laughs> um, I basically guilted him into it. Um, <laughs> and this time of year, Hindy does nothing. He's completely bored. He sits up on his property. Um, he basically aerates his lawn, chases mm. his donkeys around. If you don't follow Nathan Highmarsh on social media, you need to. Uh, he'd be, he's at Heine 11. At Heine 11, and <clears throat> Summer Heine is the best Heine. He grows a beard out. Uh, he looks he looks like Tom Hanks in Castaway at the start of Castaway. You know, before yeah. they jumped ahead about a year and a half. <laughs> yeah. And he got lean. If, if, if Tom Hanks... <laughs> Like at the end of Act One, found like you know just a massive uh, yard of yes, pigs yeah. that were ready to be yeah. slaughtered. And so basically, what you get to view over summer is Heine just leading around goats and pigs. I think he's got some Scottish cattle. He's got it's yep. quite the menagerie up there. So we'll be chatting to Heine a little bit later. He's on as our rugby league expert, Barney. Wow. Yeah. The rest of them in England, <laughs> are they? Yeah, they all, nobody else answered our calls. He's going to be dissecting that rugby league. World Cup final that's coming up, mm. Australia versus, versus Samoa. Um, and he, he'll be telling us how Australia can get it done. That's exciting. He's, uh, well, if anyone knows, it'll be Hindy. Well, he won it in 2000. He did. And if you talk to him about it, he was the leader. Mm. The spirit. No, no, he leader. won it. He did. He was the leader of the engine room, which is apparently where they got it done. Uh, now, the other special guest that we're, we're hoping to get, because we're trying to track it down, is Emma Lawrence. Oh, this is a real reunion show for us, isn't it? It is. Now, Elor, overnight, there's news that's come out that she has had 20 grand worth of equipment. Her equipment is what the headline sort of says, yeah. stolen. Um, says here, Channel 9 star Emma Lawrence robbed of 20K camera gear at the Rugby League World Cup. Um, if you read a little deeper, the headline is misleading, which is unlike news um, articles. Websites, but yeah, yeah, but this one actually is. Emma Lawrence and her cameraman woke on Thursday to find their car, it was the car, had mm. been broken into and equipment had been taken. Channel 9 star Emma Lawrence and her cameraman have had gear worth 20 grand stolen from them at the Rugby League World Cup in England. How much of that do you reckon was Emma's and how much do you reckon was the cameraman's? Well, <laughs> the unnamed cameraman at this point. One, 
Elor, classic Elor, taking all the headlines. Oh, of course. Well, he gets named here. Lawrence and her cameraman, Cade Thompson, woke on Thursday to find their car had been broken into and equipment had been taken. Police are now investigating and nine have replaced the equipment. So I have been in touch with Elor mm. and she has said she will give us the full rundown, the full police report Oh, a little bit later exciting. on. Now, having known Elor as long as I have, there's only yeah. two explanations for this. One is she's left the car open yep. um, and somebody's just walked in and just taking the equipment, or two, it's an inside job. Yeah. I Look, I'm leaning towards inside job um, because you and I, I mean, Emma Lawrence, beloved. Absolutely beloved. Absolutely beloved. But dodgy. Oh, yeah. You forget that Elor <laughs> grew up in southwest Sydney. Um, she grew up in the hard scrabble streets, and uh, she was, would you say she was a scrapper? Absolutely, and I, I reckon she's seen a bit of an opportunity here. Knowing Em, she's having a good time over in England, mm. and maybe she needs twenty grand. Twenty grand is, isn't much for camera gear. No, one of these cameras these days they're going for upwards of forty-five grand. Yeah, which is what makes me think maybe she's just flogged it off to some sort of pawn shop. Yeah, that's what she got at the pawn shop. I'd imagine got the twenty grand, and um, and then she's I don't know. Is it an insurance job? Then she's put the yeah. It, it's this it reeks of classic insurance. Maybe it's maybe it's twenty. Yeah, so twenty grand. She's getting that from the pawn shop, and then claiming the claiming the insurance and getting the twenty grand as well. And she's double dipping, mate. You know, good luck to her because we all steal from work, don't we? <laughs> well, we all steal. Well, well, at, you do, Gibbo. You're very quiet over there. You do steal. Yeah, we just, all do. Well, he's just unplugging the computer town. <laughs> yeah, there, no. Um, you mean right out of the till or... No, not, no I don't mean literally. Oh. Have you stolen from the till of a joint you were working oh, at? Oh, mate. No, no, not from the till. It was a... But I didn't... No, didn't do that. I didn't really steal much from work. I used to work at a surf shop. So anything that the customers would get for free, so like wax or little fin keys, any sort of accessories, I wouldn't say I stole them. I would say they went missing. They're, they're benefits. Yeah, right. Exactly right. I mean, everyone's been in the stationary cupboard. And, they have. What know. about here at SEN, Gibbo? What's, what have you taken, mate? Uh, yeah. A wage. Okay. A wage. Yeah, job. Yeah. yeah. No, nothing real. Oh, the old pair of headphones here and there. Yeah, you know, right. Okay. Sand houses, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. They are very... Barney, you, surely you've pinched some stuff from work. I'm just trying to think. I, I liberated, I believe, my kids have two very good Nerf guns that may or may not have featured in a sketch we did at Fox. Right. I wonder uh, where they went. Yeah. They were like 200 bucks a pop, those Nerf oh, guns. mate, who knows? I had to get them in from overseas. <laughs> they don't sell them in <laughs> yeah, Australia. Yeah, right. So you two. imported those? Yeah, yeah. I do. I, that took me a whole day to find them. I don't remember them ending up in the show, though. Did they make the last cut? No, they did. Remember, we were there was the, I think it was a, an episode where we had the journos on, and it was about taking pot shots. Oh, and we were shooting at the journos. God, yes. that was a good episode. That was Buzz and Kenty, and we were it shooting was. at them. Oh, God, that was a highlight. Um, it does remind me, though, of one time when yeah. our producer, he reverse, I'm going to oh. say reverse engineered, Hey, he worked out a way. He needed a Dyson stick. Yes, because he he was sick of using the we well, had pan little, and broom. He had little kids. That's and right. You know when you feed little kids in the morning and the at lunch or you know well you feed them multiple times a day. Let's be honest, but um, it it's a mess that you have to clean up. And he was sick of yeah dustpanning and brooming. And had decided he did fallen in love with the Dyson stick vacuum, hadn't he? <laughs> he had. So he decided he wanted us to write a skit that mm. somehow involved vacuum cleaners. And so it went on for weeks and weeks and weeks. And we were trying to wedge this vacuum cleaner into our show, basically so our producer could go <laughs> and get a Dyson stick. 
And then, lo and behold, a miracle, mm. Jesse Bromwich and Kevin Proctor. Yes. Get caught doing what they did. And so we then did, it was a, what was it called? It was an NRL store. Yeah. And uh, it was, we were selling the Dyson Bromwich. <laughs> and I have never seen a man so excited to pitch an idea as Grego. Well, as that person. Oh, mate, we weren't <laughs> going to say his name. We didn't say his name. I don't know his name. Um, he was just a guy who worked there. But he pitched an idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then lo and behold, um, new, new Dyson stick. Yeah, and that was one of, in, in fairness, one of the uh, best NRL stores we did. That was one of the uh, most great. popular. I'm sure it's on YouTube if you can look it up. Now, I reckon that's a bit of a, uh, a, bit of a phoner there, Gibbo. Is that what you call it, the biz? Yeah, phoners, Yeah, text in. Or texters, do it. Now, remember, it's the Lawn Hub uh, phone line, one three hundred zero one eleven seventy. Um, Colin, if what's the best thing you've stolen from work, or the most amazing thing, or how have you stolen from work, or let's anything you've stolen from work? If it's sports memorabilia, that's even better. Um, if you can uh, text in as well, zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. People are already getting involved here, uh, Professor. Um, I uh, found what just here. Where is it? Someone uh, here. We go. Arvo fill in homers. Uh, I hope Elor sues both your butts heaps for defaming her like that. You B-turds enjoying Arvo Bevy's Hillstorm Hillary. Well, I, can you get, f- f- like, sue for defamation if, it, if it's fact? I mean, nah. no. So we're sweet. I would have thought so. No, nah, she's fine. Uh, that's all good. I, um, I, there was, at Fox Sports, I, uh, there was a couple of bits of memorabilia I got. I yeah, once got a, a brand, <laughs> I once got a, an authentic Australian cricket training jumper mm. and that only the players get given and somehow it ended up in and around the offices. Yes. And I was cold one day at work and then I popped it on and it just happened to go home with me. It's amazing. It's I think you've seen it. There's those green ones um, with the hoodie and there's the yes. fluoro on the inside. Oh, I've seen it. It was in every Zoom call we had for about six oh, months. Oh, it's the best jumper. And I, funnily enough, I live uh, right near a uh, Alyssa Healy and Mitchell Stark. Mm. And um, there was one day I was out in the front lawn. Well, it was during COVID and I was doing exercise. You know me, Gibbo. Can't help but do a few yeah. press-ups. And I just heard, uh, where'd you steal that from? Look up. And it's two Australian cricketers that have realised that I've got light fingers. Yeah, poser. Stolen valour, yeah, as it were. pretty much. And... Uh, uh, that yeah, that's that's a good steal that one because you use that all the time. You know what I can I, return it. You know what I realised. I um got at another office we were working at that has all that sporting branding, the hats and that sort of stuff. They they are a, I don't know what their relationship is with the forty seven, um forty seven brand. Oh the right, the make all the hats. Yeah. Yes, I managed to lift. Um, they had proper. You know, in the BBL. There's the gold cap for the highest run score. You've got and a proper. I've got two of them, <laughs> and my cricket team now. <laughs> when we play on the weekend, the highest run scorer and the highest the uh, wicket taker, oh, the authentic mate. ones get to uh, get to. I'm only disappointed because we had in that office we had at Fox for a while. We had one of the proper bat foot bats. Now we that, did. I don't know where that went. Either do I. That got nicked from us, I believe. Well, that used to happen as well because we get a lot of stuff in for skits and you would uh, – I, I remember we had then a, a um, Segway. Remember mm. we bought a Segway? That was the best. Uh, and it was – we used to Segway around the office and uh, it just went missing one day, Gibbo. It, it was, sounds like Wonderland working at Fox Sports. Not only do you get to work with your heroes, the best footy players around, you get to ride on Segways, you get to – 
steal things. But I had it was a, probably about three or four months where I did not take one single step. I just mm. segued everywhere, wow. and I I would segue into the elevator to go down, in to get a coffee and. But someone took the segue. I don't know where it went, Barney. You know, I reckon there was a production assistant there who used to. I used to just regularly. You just see him zoom past. The That's door. right. Oh yes, <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Yes. yes. Once again, we can't name names. It's ended but up with him for sure. I reckon. Oh man. Sounds like you know when those tech companies just get heaps of money and all of a sudden there's ping pong tables everywhere. There's sleeping pods. Yeah. It, we had like some sleeping there. pods. We really? had some. Yeah. Um, and we did, was it, oh, there was some, there was a ping pong table for a while that Fox got every NRL player to sign. Do you remember that? Yes. In an off season. So every, so the clubs would send through the top 10 players and we would interview them. And for the, and for the, the promo thing. The yeah, the promos and, and they got this amazing ping pong table and every single player got to sign this ping pong table and it got auctioned off, I think, for charity. It was a mo- like so. you're talking. It was back when Cameron Smith came through and signed it, and Jeez. Munster, and you had basically, I would say, the top 160 NRL players in the comp from 2018. Would that have been 2018? And the yeah. best thing was they get these players to come through and they would pay, play ping pong against each other. Yeah, and some of them were unbelievable, and we would take them on because I fancied myself as oh, a bit course. of a ponger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I just settled in down there, and they'd come through and go, "Are you interviewing us, Professor?" And I was like, "No, nah, no, nah, no cameras. Let's just do this." <laughs> and I would take them on and. So the two best ping pong players, Tommy Turbo was unbelievable. Yeah. He reach and just finesse and uh, just would glide at the back of the, is it the baseline in ping pong? I don't even know. Unbelievable. And the other one, which you won't guess, was Josh Papalihi. He was, he was light on his toes. He was magic to watch. People gathered round to watch Josh Papalihi. When the Raiders came through, it was amazing. What about on the other side of that? Who did you think, like maybe he's a, one of the better rugby league players going around, wasn't so shabby on the ping pong table? Who oh. who wasn't good? I'm trying to think. They're all pretty good. Go on. You, you've got yeah, names. Um, Teddy wasn't that good. Really? Yeah. You I said don't... you'd fight him. I did. <laughs> I said I'd fight Teddy. Um, who else was there? Cameron Munster was very good. He was a lefty, Southpaw. Oh, that's always hard too when you, you know, you, all of a sudden everything's coming from the wrong angle. It's spinning the other way. It's no good. Mate, it was close to the best three months of my life at Fox Sports was <laughs> setting up at this ping pong table. I'm pretty, we probably did film a bit of it. Um, and I just versed all, I don't think it ever went to air, but I just versed basically the whole NRL in ping pong. It was... Oh, God. Glory days. Absolutely. Hey, uh, the, we're getting a few texts through on the what have you stolen from work. G'day, boys. Uh, this is from Bakes. I'm actually good mates with said Dyson thief, and he still dines out on that story. Thankfully, we kept him anonymous, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, we did. Barney. That was well I played. mean, if you're listening to the podcast, I'm sure we cut that out. Oh, God. Um, this one uh, from the reptile. G'day, shaggers. I never stole anything from work, but uh, can we hear from Brooksy and see... What he what he has stolen? I'm still waiting for my phone charger. Oh, so uh, Brooksy apparently owes the reptile a prize. Well, he? there was a running gag for a while that the prizes weren't going out, and then so we're not. We probably can't confirm it, but the general consensus from the listening public is that maybe Brooksy has got about 15 Australian hoses at his place, 43 Monday A grade hats, and yeah, about. 
I think it was last count, 227 Signet Power Bank. So he is stocked up. <laughs> Mate, I guarantee you, this trip to Bali with the girlfriend, that's a front. He well, he's is over there. He's got a selling them. <laughs> yes. Between DVD stalls, mm. he has mm. got a Signet Power Bank store. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and some A-grade hats. Yeah, he's, he's selling, selling it all. all of them. He's just throwing it all out. Oh, that, that would be Brooksy too. But mate, what'd you buy in Bali as a souvenir? Oh, I got this hose. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brooksy gave it to me. Uh, Prof and Barney, yeah. what a combo. Prof, I think I played Division Three. Uh, MWBA, Mawapa. You still bricking those corner threes, Godfrey from Terry Mate, Hills. Well, that's a lie. I never played Div 3. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't go down to that standard, Gibbo. Um, and, yes, I am still bricking those corner threes. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, so we are taking your calls, one three hundred zero one eleven seventy. It Text in 0457-736-736. We are asking what was or is the best thing that you have stolen from work. We'll take a quick break here and we'll be right back. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. It's the run home with Joel and Fletch on SEM. Not this afternoon, folks. It is the Professor and Barney in the hot seats. We are asking you, what have you stolen from work? Uh, give us a call on the Lawn Hub line, one three hundred zero one eleven seventy, or text us on 0457736. Barney. Jace has, mate. He said, afternoon, lads. Walked down Poppy's Lane in Cooter and saw a sign saying, Brooksy's run home, prizes that never got sent shop, opening soon. Uh, very soon. I think the grand opening's tomorrow, uh, if uh, Brooksy's flight information's been to be believed. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that interesting that, like, it's just a long con, if you think about it. Mm. He's been telling me about this girlfriend for, like, five months. He kept using partner. And one day he said to me, my business partner. And I oh, thought, no, oh, mate, <laughs> there you go. This is the... Signet Power Bank. He's going to make an absolute... It's funny because we were talking about, it started with Emma Lawrence stealing from Channel 9, mm. allegedly. And it's now turned into probably the greatest ever work thief the world has ever seen Nathan Brooks, who's just taken this joint for, oh, my God. How much is a power bank worth? Oh, at least fifty nine ninety five. Sixty 60 times yeah. it by 1,000. Well, that's what, they, that's what you can get them for, but they're worth way more than that, Professor. Oh, they're worth so much mate. if you're in a pinch. Well, you can imagine in Bali. Yeah, well, but you know you've got to take the batteries out. Like, yeah. you know, if you've got any... Oh, that mate, it's going to be a time. nightmare getting him through, <laughs> yeah, that through take the airport. <laughs> mate, but if anybody's diligent enough to do it, it's bloody Brooksy. Now, mm. Mark... You've uh, you've got a story about stealing from work, mate. It was a long time ago down at Garden Island, the naval base in Sydney, and um, this guy he was he every day he'd go home and he'd take this wheelbarrow across the gangway, and the naval police would search this wheelbarrow and there was just all crap in there. It was just junk, but this overzealous uh, naval policeman. He'd search everything in this wheelbarrow and he'd get off my gangway and let him go through. This went on for a couple of weeks and then we worked out down at Garden Island and we had no bloody wheelbarrows left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, that's, that, great. that's very good. Oh, Mark. That's, how is Upper West Pennant Hills, Mark? I, uh, I haven't been there since the North Connects opened, mate. <laughs> it's very sunny today, uh, a little bit breezy. Uh, it's, it's much nicer up uh, at... Upper West Pennant Hills, uh, hey, Mark, down let, in the valley. It's, um, hey, mate, let me ask you: Are you in? Do you want to buy a house from Warunga? Because I'm I'm selling my house tomorrow. It's not far. It's ten minutes. If you want to go down, I'll yeah, cut. I'll, I'll, I'll cut. I'll cut yeah. you a deal. Just tell them the prof yeah. sent you. <laughs> ten million, mate. Oh, mate. Yeah. You are the worst the real estate agent. Well, I don't ever. know how it works. 
All right. Thank you, Mike. We are asking if what have you stolen from work? Uh, on the other side of this break, we are going to be talking all things Australian ODI cricket versus the English. If you've got any thoughts, please call in one three hundred zero one eleven seventy on the Lawn Hub line or text us 0457736736. Here's April with the news. Stark over the wicket, bowls to him, bowled him, shagged back in, cut him in half, and sawed off Roy. Here is Amber bowling to Butler, up over the top towards extra cover, and it carries to Ashton Agar. Zampa gets the England captain. As Cummins bowls round the wicket, Milan goes up and over the top of Lamont towards the old scoreboard and lands in the crowd. Agar to Milan on 99, he drives down the ground and brings up his second one-day international hundred. With Warner on strike, Willie Bowles to oh. him. He lifts him up down the fine leg. Glorious stroke for six. As Ward is in and bowling to Warner, who pulls compellingly down through backwards square for four. Dawson around the wicket. Smith advances and clubs him down over long on for four. Smith does go up and over the top of mid-wicket. He finishes it with a six. Australia do it easy. They win by six wickets with 20 balls to spare. And Stephen Smith, 80 not out at the end. Yes, the Aussies win again <laughs> against the English. Let's forget about the T20 World Cup. No one cares about that now. It's nah. all about the ODIs. We took them on in Adelaide yesterday, Barney, and we put them to the sword. My Didn't we, Why? Um Lot to take away from it. Uh, Pat Cummins. He uh, he won the toss as the new captain, mate. That's what you got. It's a good start. <laughs> you got to do that straight away. He took three for sixty-two. Adam Zampa three for fifty-five. Uh, Darwood Milan. He scored the bulk of their runs with one hundred and thirty-four. Not bad for Darwood, who let's face it was probably still pissed from winning the World Cup. Well, I think this was the problem uh, for England. Is mm. I mean they had a lot of their blokes out. Um, obviously, still uh, still on the cans. Um, or, you know, recently off the cans. Um, they, they did seem a little hungover, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. The, the way they played, they... Well, I you're don't talking know about Sam Curran coming on as, as a substitute fielder. Yeah. didn't look happy to be there. No, well, he was facing the crowd for a bit of it, and they had to ask him to turn around. Yeah. Didn't really know what was going on. Well, apparently he was out the back. You know the Adelaide Oval, the hospitality yeah. area out the back. Was they he, had to go he, find yeah, him. Yeah, right. He was Get him going. Go out. Makes sense. Uh, mm. Mate. The crowd was a bit average down in Adelaide. Yeah, this is the problem. This is everyone saying, oh, you know, what is it? Is it because it's not on free-to-air anymore? The, the, the one day is people don't know they're on, they're not interested. Is it because the T20's taken over? It's, the problem is, is you've, you've held it in Adelaide yes. on a Thursday night. Yeah. Now, you and I both know how good a city Adelaide is. It's a cultural hub. Particularly on a Thursday night, there's oh, so it's much big to down do. There. Yep. Thur- do you- Thursday's their Saturday down there. It People is. always say that. I mean, first off, late night shopping, and I don't know if you know this, but you know the office works at Trinity Gardens. Yeah. They had a 24-hour sale. So that's on the same eat- night? The same Why night. It's put it poor planning. There? Poor planning. <laughs> um, mate, you know, and then you've got, what are, you, what are your other great things you want to do in a city? Escape rooms. Adelaide's got nine escape rooms within a, like a five-kilometre radius. Is Thursday night a big escape room night in massive, Adelaide? Massive. If you're getting the group together for like Thursday night drinks, like yeah, work, work party, whatever, you're coming into that, you know, we're obviously going into Christmas party season, a great escape room. I mean, we all know the escape rooms there. We've all been to Escape Hunt Adelaide. The Riddle Room. How good's the Riddle Room? 
I mean, Adventure Rooms Adelaide. But my favourite is Escapeplex Adelaide. You've um, obviously Googled. No, no, no. I've been Adelaide there. Adelaide I've done all of them. And you've come and up with you a know, list of Escapeplex, things. Escapeplex, if you finish their most complicated one, what you actually escape, you win a flight out of Adelaide. You escape Adelaide oh, altogether. Great. I love it. <laughs> so, just a reminder, last time you gave it Adelaide, because you have a real problem with Adelaide. No, I don't. Yeah, you did. And we said, oh, we don't go into Adelaide, do we? And very quickly, we got a, quite a few text messages from people listening to us on the app from Adelaide. So just like Mate, during if they've this found segment, time, just... if they've found time to listen to us while there's all these other things on, I mean, you know, you know what else is popular at the moment? Yeah, paint what? and sip. You love a paint and sip. I don't like you? a cork and chroma. A cork and chroma. I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, this last night yeah. at um, <clears throat> at Studio Vino yeah. in Adelaide, Kane Corns was posing. You're joking. He was doing lower doing. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. This depends how many you had. Um, <laughs> I think he wears a modesty so, sock. So they put the cricket on the same night that Kane Corns is posing nude for Cork and Cromer. Yeah. Yep. Who is doing the scheduling? I don't know. I mean, Trevor Chapel, his yeah. book club meets on a Thursday night. Oh, what are they doing at the moment? Uh, at the moment, they're doing Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens. Yeah, right. um, yeah they've just finished um, How to Hypnotise Chooks and Other Great Yarns. Um, is that a good one? That's Maxie Walker. That's Mate, they're all good when they're Maxie Walker. Yeah. Let's. Uh, is Guy, there Sebastian, more up? Yeah, Guy, Guy Sebastian. Sebastian does a true crime walking tour. Is that? Um, does that mostly walk past places, the prison where they just locked up his manager? No, or? it's mostly just places where his manager stole from him. <laughs> <laughs> so he's bitter at the moment, Guy. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Um, Leighton Hewitt. He he was just he'd headed up a working bee at the uh, at the Memorial Drive Tennis Club. On they, the same night. The same night, you know, just fixing up the t- like. Well, you're going into peak tennis season. You know what I mean? Well, I mean that's almost accounted for that twenty five thousand missing. If all that stuff is going on, yeah. I, I mean, you got why. central markets. Hilltop Hoods were doing a wine and cheese appreciation night there. Classic uh, Hilltop Hood. A lot of people don't know they they are really good at pairing a uh, a soft cheese with a dessert. Is that right? That's <laughs> their real passion. You, what is your problem with Adelaide, mate? You got to tell oh, me, mate. There's too many things on. That's my problem. You were telling me what's the the top ten things to do in Adelaide. Top ten things. Yeah, this is on the South Australian Tourism website. I had a look. I thought, you know, maybe I've missed a few things because these are just my favourite things to do in Adelaide. Office works, obviously, being number one. <laughs> oh, well, ever since Paul's warehouse shut down. Now that was a tough day for Adelaide. Um, but uh, top ten things to do in Adelaide. Number three yeah. is day trips out of Adelaide. <laughs> So even Adelaide's like, you know what? The third best thing to do is to leave Adelaide. So anyway, text in. Yeah, if you're listening to the app <laughs> in Adelaide and you just want to give it to Barney for his problem, did something happen to you? That yes, Gibbo. So okay, we didn't get a great crowd in Adelaide. The series moves to the SCG tomorrow, which mm. you can hear on SCN, of course. Uh, is there anything happening at Officeworks in North Ride tomorrow? No. No. Because Sydney knows how to plan. There's nothing on tomorrow afternoon. Absolutely nothing on a Saturday nothing afternoon. On. No, the, obviously we've got kids cricket in the morning. Yep. So the real fans will go watch the under-12s, under-14s or whatever, and uh, the local thing, and then make your way along to the SCG tomorrow afternoon, and we should fill the joint. Speaking of your under-12s cricket, how's your cricket team going that you coach, Barney? Mate, I well, I don't coach them. I am the I actually stood in as coach last week oh. and the week before because their regular coach is uh, is away. That you know Caretaker what? Caretaker coach. Caretaker coach. <laughs> yeah. uh, good square leg too. I was. You should have seen. They've got a left hand open hand, uh, left hand right hand opening combination. Nice. And oh. this is how we had a regular like a proper umpire last week doing the uh, doing the like the bowlers end. And right. so I was square leg for the first innings, and uh, yeah, I was even running between the. 
doing doing the runs when they changed the strike oh, over. Oh, were you based on left hand right, mate? That is very good. Now, are you a cheat like your dad was when he used to umpire you, mate? You will. I <laughs> do, do you know this you, story? You no, I do not. Do not. Do not. Can I tell this story? Uh, you can tell this story. So you one can, day we mate, we're, we're just uh, so you know, story, just so mate. you know, yes. my dad's a litigious man and takes his integrity very <laughs> hey, seriously. I have the proof, and it's a cricket ball. So we were we were doing our cricket show, and we're bringing trophies in for cricket things you'd want, and Barney brought in a hat trick ball. Mm. He's pumped. Trophy. He's mounted. Yeah. Um, the <laughs> whole hat-trick. thing. No, he's signed no, it. He's got the figures written on the side. <laughs> you want the story? Mate, I didn't get the figures. It's, it's, it's pre- if you ever Nobody get a hat presented. trick, mate, they get presented okay. to you at the end of the season. Guess who was umpiring when he got his hat trick? Well, I'm going to say your old man. Yes, and guess how many of the wickets were LBW? <laughs> just oh, the one. No. All three. Just the All one. All three were no, LBWs. Just the one. It was just there was a court behind, and uh, and an LBW and a bold. Were your opening bowler, opening batsman, did a bit of keeping, captain as well, or uh, didn't keep? Didn't keep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, now we are taking your calls this afternoon. One three hundred zero one eleven seventy on the Lawn Hub call line, or text to zero four five seven seven three six. We'll take another break. We'll be back with more. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all wheel drive. It's the run home with Joel and Fletch on SEM. Well, it's actually the Professor and Barney for your Friday. We are asking you to call in on the Lawn Hub hotline one three hundred zero one eleven seventy or text us zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. What have you stolen from work? We're yes, a few doozies here, Barney. What They're you coming got? in. I've got Ash from Nooses says a work colleague uh, took the owner's daughter home once. He quickly became a former work colleague. Is that um, the topic we're doing? Or? Yeah, got a new job apparently. Oh, um, very good. Uh, this one from Widgie. Widgie says, I had a mate. He stole a bobcat off the local council, hid it in his shed for a few months. Uh, now he contracts to the council and they hire him and his bobcat to do jobs. Oh, that's very good. That's not bad. That's clever. Not bad. Uh, what else we got? Yeah, here we go. I got one or out of three centenary rugby league country team of the century jumpers. Uh, the glasses at the table from the function and the seat covers. Very good. That's a good evening's work. And then we've got one here that might be from someone uh, we used to work with. Yeah. It just says jumper from the promo cover. Oh, I know what that means. <laughs> so at Fox, there was a cupboard that every season Gibbo would be filled with the new jerseys of the teams that were coming mm. through. and um, Which was handy for us. Because we would shoot a lot of skits throughout the year. We'd need a Raiders jersey. We'd go and we'd get the new jersey. It would work. But within about a month, they'd would just disappear mm. and then they would just end up who knows where. The, the worst was when uh, everyone went home, worked from home for a bit uh, for COVID and then when we were back in the office, we needed one Sunday to shoot something and we went round and it was pretty much empty. Yeah. Did you say Brooksy used to work at Fox Sports as well? Cause, oh, um, yeah, he did. I Is mean, that, do you think he's doing signet power banks? Well, do you think the market in Bali for NRL jerseys will be ballistic? Hey, I think it so. Will be. That's what, that's what, well, that's where all the, uh, that's where all the players go. Oh, exactly right. If they need a jersey. Yeah. Need a jersey. Uh, hey, we're organising a game of touch on the beach, guys. <laughs> where you, where your colours? Brooks, he's got them. Yeah. Mate, I would not be surprised. Uh, my favourite, can I do my favourite rugby league related stealing from work story? Yes, please. Um, the, it's from a few years back. Uh, well, a couple of years back. Bulldogs have, rib, Bulldogs have ripped up Lachlan Lewis's contract after it was alleged the halfback stole club property. Um, Lewis was stood down from the final two games of the season after he allegedly attempted to steal a speaker given to the Bulldogs by the NRL and then sell it on eBay. Oh, I Do you remember, remember that, that one? That was one of the great uh, silly moves by a player. I did, that's 
not not the greatest criminal mind. No, at work there. No, um, and I think it was branded Bulldogs. Mm. Um, it, you know, property of. Shouldn't have signed it in, in hindsight. No, you <laughs> shouldn't have. It would have been a nice one to pick up, though, I reckon. Like, just in a memorabilia standard view, because, look, Wally Lewis's nephew, Lockie Lewis, that's probably his last yeah. game in the NRL of all time, and that that's his last act. And that's the one that played all the songs that the Bulldogs would have been listening to. So, you know, you think what sort of... I know what you're talking about. Yeah, because, I mean, if you get the Penrith one, that's just going to play that garbage Jerome Luai's always carrying. Yeah. I mean, good luck getting it off his shoulder, for starters. But you also know the Bulldogs one, Sweet Caroline. Yes. On loop. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That is one worth getting. You know what he does now, old Lockie Lewis? What does he do? He is a personal trainer. He writes wellness e-books, which... E-books? What is an e-book? Is that just right? It's a blog. Essentially, right? Yeah. So you can do Lockie Lewis's ebook. Um, yep. He's also a photographer oh. on Instagram. Get a, a photographer on Instagram, because most <laughs> people a... on Instagram don't use cameras. No, they don't. No, no. Yeah, it's all photos and video. Yeah, so, right. So, so you're saying we're all photographers yeah. on Instagram, but maybe he's making money from it. And he's also a judo instructor. Oh, really? No. All right, uh, we're going to take <laughs> another quick break. We'll be back real soon. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. It's the run home with Joel and Fletch on SEM. Not this afternoon. It's your Friday feelings. It's the Prof and the Barn. We are asking you, what have you stolen from work? Call us on the Lawn Hub line, one 1170 or text us 0457-736-736. This is uh, in light of... We think that Emma Lawrence might have sticky fingers with mm. the Channel 9 equipment that's been stolen. We're going to talk to her a little later in the show to find out what happened with the thievery out of the car. We're going to interrogate her. We later. are, pretty much. Uh, she is the prime suspect at mm. the moment. Now, the texts have been flooding in here, Barney. Yes, i got one from the Hawk here, Professor. Yeah. Uh, it says, afternoon, guys. I worked in a nightclub, and as a promotion, we had Sega Mega Drives with the game Lethal Weapon. We had to hand out two Mega Drives per night, Let's just say only one got handed out and all my nieces and nephews received mega drives for Christmas. That's very good. That's how you make yourself, Uncle Hawk, the favourite uncle. <laughs> well, how long ago was the Sega Mega Drive? What's this story? Sega Mega Drive. 25 Yeah, years Sega old? Mega Drive, you're talking, I'd, I'd imagine, well, Master System 2 was late, <laughs> was go. early 90s. So yeah. you're talking Mega Drive's probably your 95, 96 era. Jeez, um, you know what? That means the hawk, like we would have been right in that hitting age to be a niece or nephew for the hawk. Oh, that How good would good. that have been? That would have been. Um, mate, the Mega Drive and uh, Lethal Weapon too. So, What year was Lethal Weapon? Lethal Weapon. I, do, I mean, I don't know. That would, that would have been 90s, wouldn't it? You're the movie buff. Have you seen Lethal Weapon, Gibbo? I haven't actually seen Lethal Weapon. I think I'm, Gibbo. I think I might have seen it as a, after the cricket one night. You know when those movies come on real late, but you're half asleep. It was, I think it was a bit of a different generation, unfortunately. I've seen Lethal. the other guys. The, you've seen oh, the other guys. It's pretty much the same mate, thing, mate. the same yeah. thing? The other guys is, I mean, that's, that's not a patch on Lethal Weapon. We're talking uh, Mel Gibson, uh, Danny Glover. And, you know, Danny, did you know Danny Glover too? This is what I had one of those gut check moments where you realise when Danny Glover was saying, uh, his famous line from the Lethal Weapon movies is, uh, I'm too old for this shit. Oh, mm. yes. And I believe he was 42. <laughs> when, no, when he was yeah, fair dinkum? yes. Oh man, we're forty two, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the uh, God that breaks. Can I tell you a quick story that happened with my daughter today? Please do. I 
I've been looking after my daughter. She's not well. She's in daycare, so she brings home everything, mm. um, every flu. You're talking about every... stealing stuff from work. Oh, my God. She's stealing germs. If you've got a two-year-old, you know what I'm talking about. Anything, leprosy, black plague, they bring it home and the whole house gets it. So well, I've had a bit, a bit of something this week, and she's been ill this you know, today. But we're sitting at home, and there's a book that we go through, and it's called – it's uh, it's an encyclopedia of endangered animals. She likes pointing at the animals, and she says – Tortoise. Just, you know how to really just brighten brighten a young kid's childhood, don't you? I'm hothousing a man. Just I listen. Um, what you need to do is enjoy these animals now because they're not going to be with us for. They won't be around when you're a bit older. Uh, so we're flicking through. She's pretty good. She sees a lion. She goes rawr. She mm-hmm. sees a an elephant. She goes like that. Yep. Um, but we we reach a page. <laughs> Sorry, do the elephant again. She's pretty good, mate. Yeah. We reach a page and she goes dada. Oh, well, what was it? It was the proboscis monkey. Let me show you this thing. Oh. <laughs> the proboscis monkey, if you've got Google handy, have a look. It is at the, the ugliest thing. monkey you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> now, my wife thought it was the funniest thing ever. You know? I'm with her. Friggin' proboscis monkey. All right. That's the first hour done. Run home with the professor and Barney. We'll be right back. The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. Yes, you are on the run home. It's the Professor and Barney for your Friday. Hope you're ripping in, having a bloody good time. We are, if you want to get involved, the Lawn Hub call line is 1300 011170 or if you want to text us 0457 736 736. Any questions you got, anything you want to say. Uh, mm. We've been asking what have people stolen from work. Yes. And we've been, there's some real dirtbags out there. They've been stealing some uh, lots of stuff from their employers. I'd like to think there's a couple of people listening on stolen radios. Oh, mate, that's a beautiful thought. Um, now, something that's caught our attention here, Barney, mainly mm. because You've just gotten back from Melbourne. I have. Um, AFL legend Shane Crawford has turned. Sorry, he's had a go at musical theatre. Is this right? Has he gone? He hasn't had a go, mate. He okay. has nailed musical uh, theatre. Okay. Can, look, just before you get into it, so you went and saw it? Is that I right? Did. I okay, did. Just before I've you got get my into review what, ready. Okay. Do, do we have a taste of it here, Gibbo? Of, just before we do, it's, it's jo- Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Yes. And Shane Crawford plays The Pharaoh. The Pharaoh. All right, just give us a taste here, Gibbo. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> listeners. All right, it I know. It doesn't sound great, mate. It felt like for a second you were in Egypt. Um, but that's the power of Croft. He takes you there. Okay, so is this a gimmick? What's going on here? Because, okay, he was a Brownlow medalist, played for the Mighty Hawks. Yep. And as far as I know, he wasn't trained as a performer, as As a song and dance man. As far as you know. Has it, I mean... Did they think they were booking Michael Crawford? What's happened here? <laughs> Michael Crawford. Now, there's a musical well, theatre name. Sh- surely that's what's happened. The Phantom. Uh, no, that. so what, you, what you're underestimating, you'll say, as, you, as far as you know, he hasn't had any training. Well, you don't know much about regional theatre. 
Um, because you, you know I grew up in a place called Coral. Oh, don't you know do I was the in, Coral stories. I was involved in Coral Theatre Company. Oh, God. And there's a little little town not too Can far you him, west in the Riverina, <laughs> a place called Finlay. Okay, yes. And that's where one Shane Crawford's from, and I happen to know. Um, we got, you know, when you're on the circuit, you hear about the other uh, other talents. And uh, there was there was a lot of talk about this young Shane Crawford coming out of Finlay Theatre Company when, when I was a kid. And uh, and then he went on, and everyone wondered where he went. And up until now, I hadn't realised. He's doing Joseph. He's doing he's Joseph. Pharaoh. So I went down and watched. Now I did. I went down and watched it. And now look, it's fair to say that online and um, in various forms of media, reviews haven't been kind. No, they've hammered him. Mm. Can I? Can I read? Um, one, yeah. who could have guessed that stunt casting Shane Crawford in a professional musical would be a disaster and taint the show for actual performers and crew who do it for a living? Is Mate, it a stunt is casting? A stunt casting. I, know I you, reject that. I remember because you loved Bo Ryan in Aladdin and, and that got panned. He held the show together. <laughs> you loved Tom Burgess. Yes. In what was that one? That was, Death it was of a the pantomime. <laughs> no, it was a pantomime in there. Like, right. Mate, that cost me. You remember that? I had to go mid-season to the UK. <laughs> you, you are a bit of a mate, stunt casting fan. I Look, you know what I've always said? I've said footballers, um, if you can say one thing they've all got in common, they're all song and dance men. They can all dance. <laughs> they're light on their feet. They've got beautiful voices. That's the one thing. Like, this is the thing is I think what's happened here with this backlash against Croft is for mine, when I saw it, uh, he stole the show. And I know a bit about this musical. My, You know, my oldest son was in year six yeah. um, played Joseph in the school production of Joseph and the, Technicolor, the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. And I've got to say that I went to see Croft and his, uh, his um, castmates perform the other night and that show was at least as good as my son's okay, production. Yeah, it was, so it was at well, least as good. that's what it's saying here. Was this a bunch of six-year-olds putting on this show? Mate, no. These, mate, the, the, the school production had 12-year-olds in it. Oh, right. Sorry, mate. Yeah. Um, look, I directed rugby league players doing song and dance stuff, Gibbo, on, on the yeah. footy show. I feel like it's a real trip down memory lane for me today. Um, I've, good memories, though. Yeah. Uh, memories. Mate, working with God. Well, song and dance men like. Did you ever do? Did you ever do any Lloyd Webber with them? No, I don't think we did any Lloyd Webber. We did a lot of uh, Elton John, Stevie Wonder. So, mm. if people remember back when the Footy Show, the NRL Footy Show, would put on their grand final performances, there was always the song parodies at the start. Mm. That my job was to make those. Me and a couple of other people used to have to write the lyrics, and then I would have to direct the footballers singing and dancing and i am scarred i believe from it. it's called uh, you are a choreographer oh my god in the game mate uh, we used to, i used to have to direct fatty vorton yeah um, one of the great tap dancers well mate fatty would show up and we would do something like uh, elton john's i'm still standing i'd play it once he he would <laughs> just move his lips up and down like but like yeah. just bumping up and down but yep yep and then he would go right we got it boys and he would he Leave. went off that is how fatty used to work, and then it would be my job. It. it would be my job to cut around it, yeah, mate. Your was... job was a simple job because if I know fatty, he nailed it the first time. That's and he knew. I worry that the problem here is that nobody's told Crawford you're terrible. I well, believe ooh. the internet is now, yeah. but I mean pre-cut. They've casted this bloke. Why isn't somebody True. in that room going, "Hey, mate, this might go poorly for you"? I, I don't. Yeah. That's that's a great point you raise there, Professor. But when you were on the footy show, who who had the talent straight away? 
Who to actually do a bit of song and dance yep. stuff. Um, none of them, mate. Yeah. Oh, my. Uh, Bo Ryan was okay. Yeah. So, and Bo would at least hang around and he'd, he'd get the words right. My One of the lowest moments of my career, if we are doing this, was I had to direct uh, Fatty Vorton, mm-hmm. Mario Finnick, Daryl Broman, and Bo Ryan, and I think maybe Aaron Mullen was there. And we, I've got to tell you, that is a dream chorus line. Well, we, <laughs> we were doing One Direction. And uh, what was their first song they did? Baby, you light up my world like that nobody one. And else. it'll be on YouTube somewhere and you can look it up. You were quick to hit the button to play that song. Yeah, it, I've, I've got this weird <laughs> thing called Spotify. I can just, any yeah. song, next song. It's like you knew that song was coming. That's amazing. And I was down on Maroubra Beach trying mm. to direct these guys who had never seen One Direct. Like Fatty was 50 at the time. Daryl Broman would have been late 50s, early 60s. We had to dress them <laughs> To dress like basically One Direction and then play that song over and over and over and over again. Oh, what a day. And I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean, people say a little piece of you dies. I, it all died that day. It was just. Well, once you, it's, it's cruel for a guy of the age you were to peak that early. You're like, it's not getting better <laughs> mate, than this. Mate, I, what, like, honestly, well, I, don't, I didn't understand it. It wasn't my idea. Put it that way. I I didn't see the humour in it. I don't think the fat did either. The fat wanted to go very early. It was hot out there. Was, was it supposed to be humorous? I thought it was just, you just see professionals doing nailing stuff. Um, here we go. Chris, uh, on the AFL footy show, he played Jack Bolger on a skit called House of Bolger. Chris, uh, I believe that might be Croft. Is that, the, uh, is oh, that who right. we're referring to, Chris? context there but um now a lot of these players think they're song and dance people they are. um and I, I can't tell you how often somebody will pop up on an instagram or one of these facebooks or something playing music and claiming that they're very good so what you know what i reckon there's a lot of athletes that listen to us yep a lot of athletes that listen to sen what else would you listen to other than sports oh are you thinking sen idol do we get them to send in? Well, yeah, that's not bad. So if you're if you're an athlete there, anybody, doesn't yep. matter, you might be coming off the bench for the West Tigers. Yep. Just record yourself. If you've got a bit of your recording, send it in. So how do they do it, Gibbo? Do they email us or? Yeah, so we got the uh, mailbag up and running. Joel and Fletch at sen.com.au. We'll go through those. Uh, hopefully we get a few. I'm sure we will. Now, we're not, we're keeping this, it doesn't just have to be the, obviously we're looking for big names, but even if you're playing park cricket oh, or, yeah, okay. you know, email you it through or you um, play badminton on a Thursday night, or, just name know, your club yeah, affiliation. Absolutely. Or shoot us a text 0457 736 736 of who you would like us to try and get on the line to um do, what did you call it? SEN Idol. SEN Idol. Mate, that's very good. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be back real soon. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. It's the run home with Joel and Fletch on SEN. Night this afternoon, it's the Professor and Barney, and we are talking all things musical theatre with Mm. ex-football player Shane Crawford of the Hawthorne Hawks. Uh, He is currently starring as the Pharaoh. Is that the star position? No, 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 the Pharaoh is, uh, oh, I don't want to give too much away about the musical, but yeah. Joseph of Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat would probably, the oh, titular Joseph's character the main would guy. be the Gotcha, main that makes sense. Well, he uh, he's getting panned. People don't like it. Uh, we've got a bit of it here, Gibbo. If you want to just roll it in again, people can make up their own lines.
But this, I, is, this is the thing. Hey, Joseph, what does it mean? But I, I, oh. I think that's on the sound tech, guys. I think it's just sounding a bit pitchy. You reckon? Yeah, oh, they just didn't do a proper sound, sound check. I'll, I'll actually put my hand up there, boys. That was, I think that was a screen record. There wasn't uh, much audio we could get, I think, without paying fifty nine ninety five. The exact same price as a Signet Power Bank. I'm sorry about that. Oh. So I, I'm not saying for certain that's the reason why it's been panned online, but... You know what? I've just no. realised. I've just got yeah. a... Um, I've just seen a text on the call line yeah. here from someone in Bali saying that Brooksy's store is now selling bootleg DVDs of the musical. <laughs> I'm not surprised, mate. Bloody Brooksy. Now, we are asking you to call in on the Lawn Hub, one three hundred zero one eleven seventy. If you are an athlete and you have a hidden talent, which is song mm. and dance, uh, or we are asking you to also email us, Joel and Fletch, S-E-N, at sen.com.au. Have we had any athletes? We haven't had any athletes on the text line. I think we – I've just opened up the email here. I think we do have our first one, guys. Oh, here we go. uh, Dale from the South Coast. I think he might be – this could be a rugby league player. I'm not too sure. Okay. I'll just just, uh, quickly get play. Here we go, boys. Somebody to have, somebody to hold. It's easy to say, it's never the same. I guess I kind of like the way you numbed all the pain. That's not bad. Wow. That's, I'm guessing that's Dale Finucane. Yeah, Dale Finucane. Dale Finucane. Dale he, he's got some pipes on him. He, uh, wow, that is. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just, I closed my eyes for a second. <laughs> he's actually and I was, really good. Well, I was carried yeah, away. Why is that was he amazing. Pharaoh in, bloody, that's in Melbourne. Oh, he's not in Melbourne. He's in yeah, Sharks. No. Can they do one at the Leagues Club at the Sharks? Oh, yeah, you'd think so. Well, I mean, the Renault's obviously, you know, I'd have to check on the theatre. Oh, yeah. Have they got it up and running yet? I don't know. But I never, I mean, Sutherland, uh, actually, Sutherland has a beautiful renovated theatre oh, now. Mate. So, I well, mean, thank you. Oh. Thank you, Dale, for sending that in. That's, that's a win. If, uh, 0457 736 736, if you want to nominate a, uh, an athlete that can sing, that then we'll hopefully get to send us an email. Any other uh, emails coming in there, Gibbo? Anybody else I that think, can claim? I think you might have mentioned Sutherland. I think this person also, we've got a Steve from Sutherland. Yeah, right. Here said we go. Something Play in. this. I've never been to Times Square to celebrate the new year and I've never seen Willie Nelson live. Wow. You sure that's not... Ed from London. It's not Ed Sheeran. So that's Steve from Sutherland. Who are we talking there? We're talking not Steve Smith. It sounded like, what do you reckon, Barney? That sounded like a test captain, Steve Smith. You know what? He's, he might be batting at number three, but he's number one in my heart Mate. at this point. That right. is. That was beautiful. What, can, have you got? Did he send you a vision? What sort of stance has he got? Has he gone back to his old stance with that guitar playing, or is he? Yeah, or um, has he gone orthodox? Orthodox stance. Yeah, because he, he, he used to almost play it vertically. Like, like Spanish guitar, yeah. and now he's gone back. Good on him. Mm. Um Mate, they're coming in thick and far. I didn't know that Steve Smith listened to this to the run home. Is he a fan? He's oh, a massive fan. He's, I think he might not be the only cricketer who's a massive fan of this show as well. And I, I think this guy's also from down south in Sutherland there. It's a bit it's of an ensemble. Talented area. <laughs> very, very talented area. Have a listen to this one. Sorry, son. But You put down all the tears. 
Mate. Mate, I take that personally. I feel like someone's sending me a message. That's the he can sing. Is yeah. that six and out, that whole band? I think so, yeah. That is that's that's six and out, mate. they they've uh signed up as a they've signed up for Idol as a group, I think. So that's that's Brett Lee, Shane Lee, correct me if I'm wrong, Brad McNamara that we yes. used to work with. Buzz. And is it uh Richard, Richard Cheekwee? It is mate, that is a great one of the greats, Richard Cheekwee. I how are they they're big they're better than you two. I'm going to yeah. say that. How have they not gone bigger? Six and out. I, 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 I only imagine their uh, their cricket duties have been holding them back, you know, on air and whatever. Now he um, also was big in Bollywood. Can we find his Bollywood song? That that was a great one uh, about uh, stealing a girl's heart or something. Or was that from um, Un Indian? The movie? It was from the movie Un Indian. Brett Lee's. He obviously hasn't sent that in. One of the um, great. You're films. on that, Gibbo. Um, hey, are Idol. Mate, this is this the text line is going off yeah. here. Um, someone's okay. We'll go back. I remember Shane Crawford wearing about two hundred pairs of underpants on the Footy Show to break a Guinness Book uh, record. <laughs> so <laughs> that's from Mike. Yeah, right. Mate, well, this is what I mean. Shane Crawford is is he a a, a Renaissance man? <laughs> he can do anything. Absolutely. He wear undies. He can sing. I mean, you're a big crawl fan, is what a, I'm learning. Mate, that's that's a triple threat. He can play football, wear undies, and sing. Hey, Gibbo, just while you're trying to find, um, got- you got Brett Lee. Now we're cooking. This is this Brett? That's no, that's Darius. That's Brett. Now, she, if I translate what the lady's saying, she's. She's telling him he's going to be bowling from the Paddington end. Yep. Here we go. Mate, he's bang on, isn't he? Oh, I think that's is enough. That he the, is he playing <laughs> yeah, the pan pipe? Playing too. the pe- mate. So speaking of Renaissance men, oh. we could so- hey. Yeah. Something you mentioned today, why don't we do a musical with all these athletes? Why don't we Let's I think Can't we, you cast them? Let's yeah, hey, you're the choreographer. I, I can I can teach them to emote. I mean we can <laughs> we can get this sorted. What what would we put on? Something like a Hamilton or a Hamilton you, would be good. Yeah. Um that's it's pretty Imagine top of the Brent moment. Brent Lee as Alexander Hamilton. Ooh. Jeez, Who would you oh. cast as Aaron Burr though? Uh, well, there's a, can I give out the one nomination that's over and over again, and maybe this is your Aaron Burr, um, Jimmy Smith, lots of calls oh. to hear Jimmy Smith, uh, listen to the Tim Manor song. That's Jeremy. Can we hear that one, Gibbo? Have you got that? Timmy Manor, Timmy Manor, had it first, had it first. Now they'll get Katoni, now they'll get Katoni, para eels, para eels. Who would have thought to rhyme para eels with para eels? Um, That's very good. <laughs> you know what? That's just occurred to me. Yeah. Is we don't need to use existing IP for this. We've got Jimmy Smith. He can write. Jimmy He'll, writes oh the musical. Oh my god! Sen the musical. <laughs> you, you choreograph. Yeah, yeah. Mate, I'll, yeah. I'll direct the emotions. So who are you think you thinking like? Good creative team. Oh, because imagine like Jared Waitley if oh, he yes. came out. And, I mean, almost like a. What would you say? I'm thinking Lion King now. Yes. And Jared is Rafiki. Like, Rafiki. Rafiki knows he the is way. Rafiki. He's the wise man. Oh, mate. Imagine who else um, you've got. Oh, imagine Vossi and Brandy. They could be Timon and Pumbaa. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. That's what, yeah, Brandy, as a duo. You're picturing, picturing Brandy as Timon, I'm guessing. 
Uh, yes, I yeah, did. Yeah, a little meek Pumba, and then um, <laughs> Matt White. What would he be? Think of he could be he be Simba, wouldn't Simba, he? he? Very would worldly, wise. Matt White. Oh, maybe yeah. he's Mufasa. Yeah. Cricket coach as well. Who's got the deepest voice? That's um, who we need from Mufasa. Jason Matthews, who does yes. a bit of sports day work yeah. up in Queensland. He's a content manager in Queensland. Very, very deep voice. That's good. There's also Shawnee in the office. Yeah. Uh, he, he's obviously clocked off. It's Shawnee in the office. <laughs> I was going to say, there's no, there's no, no one in the office. office. I, I'm not sure where everyone else is, boys, but they're not out there. But Shawnee <laughs> has a very deep voice too. So. I've got one for you. Yep. Yep. What about uh, Sats and Badge? They're the hyenas. Oh, they're always yes. laughing They're on that always show. laughing. Yes. They're always having a good time. Mate. Well, let's address the elephant in the room, boys. What about Joel or Fletch? Um, oh, Fletch's scar. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on yeah. so many levels. And I guess Joel is, um, what's the parrot? Oh, uh, <laughs> yes, I do. Um, Who is the parrot? What's the parrot's name? Text in 0457736. It was Rowan Atkinson. Yeah, Mr. Bean. Um, the parrot. The toucan. The par- the pa- you keep saying the parrot. People oh, are going to think God. you're talking about Alan Jones. No, no. What was his name? Um, Zazu. Zazu. There you go. Joel is Zazu. And <clears throat> Fletch is uh, obviously Scar. Um, Have we got a Nala? Nala? Text in. Who do you want to be Nala in the SEN, the musical? Who would be Nala? Gibbo? Mm. Oh, come on, Gibbo. Maybe Julian King. Julian King yeah, is that's Nala. Because, you know, he's everywhere. He is. He pops up at sometimes 10 o'clock to 1 a.m. in the morning. Anytime, really. Yeah, that's that's a good chat. Now, we're getting uh, – did you get another message? Wayne Pierce is – sorry, not, no, not Wayne Pierce. Sorry, Warren Smith is just – he's texted me and said, hey, Prof, what's the go here? I've emailed in. Have you got Woz yeah, singing, Warren I Smith? I think so, yep. Give me everything I need. Simply the best Better than all the rest Better than anyone Anyone I've ever met Oh, he's very good. Can I just say yeah. two things off was Is the calls for that, for, you know, we've got to bring Tina Turner back. Why? When we've got was, right? To, to sing that for the NRL. The other thing is, is I know, look, COVID's been a bad time, but there were some silver linings, weren't there? <laughs> and seeing was do that on Instagram was was one of my silver linings. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, yes, it was very good to watch. All right, I think we've got to get to some news here, Gibbo. Here's April with the news. Uh, yes, you are on the run home with the Professor and Barney this afternoon. We are talking, well, multi-talented footballers mm. uh, in light of Shane Crawford's performance. Unbelievable. In <laughs> Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Uh, mm. A lot of critics are panning it, but not Andrew Barney. But no. He's saying buy your tickets. Yes, get them now. Get You know what? Take a trip to Melbourne. It's uh, worth it. it. Absolutely. And we, we know a lot of athletes, uh, a lot of footy players listen to SEN, and in particular mm. this show, and Friday Fun Times when well, you're, all you athletes. and I are on. Yeah. They do. Uh, and we've asked if you've got a hidden talent for playing, you know, the guitar, the drums, the uh, the kazoo, whatever yeah. you've got, to send them in. And on the back, off the back of that, we are actually now casting a musical. Yeah, we're getting lots of nominations here. Uh, a lot of people saying that Sock should be cast as Pumba. Um, I don't. I don't think Sock would like that. Did Pumba have problems with his his hands controlling his hands? <laughs> he did when he, talk, he talks on <laughs> he talks air. Talks with his hands. I remember Pumba's hands were all. Didn't yeah. Pumba didn't know what to do with his hands? Have we had any more emails here? Um, 
Gibbo, yeah, any well, other athletes sending in? Yeah, so this one I think is a jockey, Robbie Dolan. He appeared loves on the, show. the Voice as a blind audition. Massive fan of the show. Let's have a listen. Shows in evening clubs with you. What? Wow. From nervous touch and getting drunk. That's fair dinkum. Fair dinkum. He's emailed in as well. And staying up with you. Imagine you're coming just round in the last round week and you just hear that coming. You're like, has this bloke got a radio on? I wonder if he sings while he rides. Yeah. Oh, you'd have to imagine. Oh, I don't think you he's know what? He's not, anymore, though. he's not big on the crop, but he'll sing a horse home. Mate, that's, <laughs> that's beautiful. Um, that's actually really touched me. We got a yeah, couple on the text line as well. Yeah. I think Jaws, massive contributor of the show, Sean Wessel, former rugby league player. We've got. Have you that dug down that one well. down? She took all my money. That's my new car. He's singing about a fire agent. My goodness. I, I told Why you. Why are they wasting their time with Croft? Mate, when there's all these Croft. blokes out there that are genuinely talented. But Croft is genuinely talented. <laughs> Mate. You, you saw the undies text? 200 pairs of undies. I wonder if he does that in Joseph. Oh, yeah, you'd hope so. That like each sort of act he puts on a pair of undies. That that's bums on seats. Well, that's, that's a show. Undies on seats too. Oh yeah, you're dead right. Takes them off at the end. Um, here we go. Hey, Professor and Barney, for SEN Idol, we need to go back where it all started with the Bears. Jason Martin taking us to the top. Oh, that was a good. Can you was... find that one, Gibbo? Gibbo's on it. He's, well, see the Brisbane. That's from the Brisbane Eel who says that uh, that Jason Martin could be the judge. Of Idol, because he's the guy that's made it. You need the panellist that's made it. That's fantastic. Um, there's obviously the other one that, as Wayne Pierce written in, surely he has. Junior loves this show. He'll often just text me and say, love the Friday fun times. Is he, you got... Yeah, he's Junior. Not bad. Not bad. What's the name of Wayne Pierce's band? Uh, Wayne Pierce and the Big Hitters. They uh, they tour around. They they play uh, not too far from my house every now and then. Uh, and you know, have you pack, been to see pack them? them out? Uh, I I mate, I made Don and Don I don't want to see because you, you never meet your heroes. You know what I mean? And uh, I I sort of hold back at the back of the room just to make sure I don't bump into. Of course. Anyone. Have you found Jason Martin, Gibbo? No. Sands Jason Martin. Sands hey, Jason. Jason, if you're listening, we know you do. You yeah. You'll often text Barney. Mm. Can you just send us a video of you singing? Um, now, mate, oh, there, is a, well, there is one last person that, and you've mentioned that he will be Scar in our musical, The Lion King. Can we, as we go to a break here, can we play the great Brian Fletcher singing a song that he penned? Have you heard this one? No. Give on. the ball to Fletchy, he goes in for a score. And now the mighty Rabbitohs live 25 to 4. A 25 to 4. <laughs> what do you think? Was that an actual track that was recorded? Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. It's the run home with Joel and Fletch on SEM. Yes, you are the run, on the run home. It's with the Professor and Barney this afternoon. Thanks to Hyundai, Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel. It's in stock now. If you want to get involved in the show, it's one 
011170, that is the Lawn Hub call line. Or if you would like to text us, 0457 736 736. It's running pretty hot, Barney, based on our musical we're putting on, The Lion King, mm. using, um, I guess, football talent, people that can well, sing. Not just for, I'm open to cricketers All um, right. and you know, any athlete, realistically, because uh, if there's one thing we know about athletes is they are all multi-talented. Um, and look, on the text line, Mike has got in touch to tell me David Boone sung Once in a Lifetime by the Talking Heads. Uh, it says, Google it if you want. Um, I, I, was that on The Late Show? Was that when they were doing, when they would swap, they'd get people on to sing and they'd say, oh, you were meant to, No. I don't remember that one, but I hope so. Like he said we can Google it if we want, so we've got permission to use the Google oh, machine. Oh, thank you, Mike. Thanks, Very Mike. good of you to um, So then we've got uh, – oh, we've got a nomination. Uh, James Missile Magnuson could feature in a stage play of Magic Mike from the Brisbane Eel. Um, oh, Jesus. I'd like to see that. Yeah, absolutely. Did you hear the story that the Missile told about him being in Las Vegas in a pool and – he Gibbo was there, and he um, Gibbo was in the pool. No, he was there with a mate. Oh, I wish. Yeah, God, I and, wish I was in the pool. And it was a pool party in Vegas, yeah. and you know what goes on there. People are probably swimming, swimming, doing bombs. Um, I don't Got know. No running, no running. Pool ponies, that sort of stuff. Mm. And he and a mate realised that that they could basically trick people and make cash out of them. So they were challenging American guys to swim a lap against James Magnuson. And so he would go up to them and go, hey, I bet you my mate can beat you. You know, you can have a 10-metre head start. And then what would happen is these Americans who, you know, would think, oh, I'll beat this guy, they would take their shirt off and then Magnuson would take his shirt off and he's got the Olympic rings yes. on his chest and then he would just absolutely So this is it. like the the swimming version of white men can't jump. That's exactly what it was. Very <laughs> good story. Now, uh, we were hoping to speak to the P-man, Adam Peacock, in Qatar. We can't get a hold of the P-man. I, I hope he's... Okay, um, mm. we, we will. This is a FIFA World Cup update thanks to Kraken, broadcast sponsor of SEN's coverage of the FIFA World Cup in Qatar. Now, Gibbo, correct me if I'm wrong, but are we doing all the World Cup games on SEN? All the World Cup games right here on SEN. The global game uh, will good. be every night. So, yeah, can't wait for that. But Peacock mustn't have been paying his phone bill because those food prices and beer prices over there. I, I do get mm. worried, though, because I did see something um, during the week. Um, no, no. I, a TV news reporter who was doing it, he was Danish. Oh, yeah. Although the um, <laughs> the news story says Dutch TV reporter, but that's uh, Dutch people are from uh, the Netherlands. Yeah, no, this guy was, he grew up in the Netherlands, uh, family of Dutch, and then he's, well, since, say it in the article. he's since moved to Denmark I, I think and works for this person that wrote this article didn't know Danish. that Dutch are from the Netherlands anyway. Fact check. A TV news reporter has been threatened during a live cross by two Qatari locals as fears over the safety of tourists increase. Danish reporter Rasmus Tantolt was doing a cross from the streets of Doha for TV2. I can't pronounce that. N-Y-H-E-D-E-R-N-E. Nyherdeni? Nyherdeni. Is that the TV2 Nyherdeni? Uh, when he was threatened by two locals. You've got to go and have a look at this, Barney. It's, mm-hmm. They basically rock up. Am I allowed to Google it? Yeah. If Mike? Mike, Mike <laughs> might give you permission. Um, they basically rock up in a golf cart. Um, one of the men came up to the lens and covered it. Um, and then, uh, the journalist said, uh, Rasmus said, Mr. You've invited the whole world to come here. Why can't we film? It's a public place. Uh, then a security guard came over to help these. They're just two locals that are shutting down this news cross about the Are we the sure world they're Cup. just two locals? Well, that's what they've said. And then Rasmus has just said, um, he's shown them accreditation. We can film anywhere. 
Um, and then the man off screen threatened to break the camera. Um, <laughs> you want to break it? Okay, break the camera. Oh, so yeah, because I know a girl in England who can send me one cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Good call, mate. Emma Lawrence. <laughs> I hope... I hope you see. I hope something hasn't happened to the P man in Qatar, mate. One, you know the one thing I'm looking forward to because everyone's talking about the clashes they're looking forward to. Obviously, we're looking forward to Australia and France in their opening clash. Uh, but the real clash I'm looking forward to is uh, the clash between English football hooligans and Middle Eastern law enforcement because they don't mess around over there. <laughs> Do you, but will obviously the main problem with football hooligans is they mm. get pissed. Yeah. So who is who has the money? to get pissed to become the hooligan to then have the altercation with the uh, Qatari police. I'm thinking, yeah, I mean, because you never know who's rich anymore, do you? Like there's all these tech, young tech <laughs> entrepreneurs and stuff. So I'm hoping there's a few just lads who are, yeah, just willing to really – it's it's actually making me sad that Russia aren't at the games because they've got some hooligans that yeah, I'd love to good. see get the Middle Eastern they're treatment. Good. Was, that, was it the English and the Russians at the last – yeah. World Cup that went each other. Gibbo, you've got a mind for all of oh, this stuff. Oh, absolutely. I do. But I was more thinking, have you seen those videos that have come out on social media this week of the gun for hire fans? No. So so there's clips now. So what the rumour is that the locals are being paid to dress up as fans. And so there's a clip of English fans singing It's Coming Home. But it's quite clearly not English people singing it. And it's the same sort of group of fans in each different clubs. So there's Brazilian, Argentinians. So what, and they're going to fill the crowd with these hired. Yeah. To, to make it. I'd of, love to be on Qatari LinkedIn just to oh, see what you sort of work you can get. This and, is and, outstanding. And it wasn't the first time. I think back in 2014, there was like a international volleyball tournament, beach volleyball tournament that was staged in Qatar. And the same thing was said. They paid people to go to this event to create a different vibe. And players at this tournament were saying, yeah, it's really eerie here. Really eerie here. <laughs> so, <laughs> would they? Would there be a group that they've paid to to do the Aussie, Aussie, Aussie? I, I oi, haven't. Oi, oi, oi. I hope so. Well, I haven't seen any Australians, but it's it's your Argentina, your Brazils, and the English singing "It's Coming Home," which is not how you sing it. They're a bit out of tune, a bit on SEN Idol potentially. So maybe we could look at that for an option. But yeah. To your answer, your question, England and Russia, yeah, I'm pretty sure they went at each other the last World yeah, Cup. Yeah, fantastic. Yes. But not, there will be none of that this World Cup. They'll all be so bad. Hey, well, but hey, the other thing is, I guess there'll be no Vuvuzelas, Vuvuzelas, oh, Vuvu, yes. which is good. We remember that from the South African one because I'd say you, you pull out one of those in Qatar, they're going to snap it. They're yep. going to throw yeah. it away. If they don't like cameras, they're not going to like Vuvuzelas. No, that's right. Well, they did have that great song, though, the 2010 World Cup. Oh, I might have to... This time for Africa. Oh, that dun, was dun, a dun, good dun, one. Dun, dun. So they did have that. Google it, find it. Because yeah, you know the other one uh, that was very good was, what was the Ricky Martin one? Oh, Here Cup of Life. Go. I mean, that is ole, a ole, song. Ole. Cup of Life. Well, yeah, that was. Did we just record Barney singing yeah. that? Because yeah, well. I got it. Just... So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like, Rochi, this afternoon, you've just been soliciting us to sing at different times. Well, I guess we've been putting our hand up, but... SEN no. Idol's looking good. Oh, no looking Shane Crawford, good. I'll give you that. No, no, you're not. Um, all right, well, that was the FIFA World Cup update brought to you thanks to Kraken. No games have been played yet. Jeez, they'll um, be happy with that. But I'm going to crystal ball it. <laughs> Australia 4, France nil. Uh, broadcast sponsor of SEN's coverage of the FIFA World Cup in uh, Qatar in 2022. Let's take another break here, Gibbo. We'll be back. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. 
It's the run home with Joel and Fletch on SEN. Well, it's your Friday, which means it's the fun club, isn't it? It is. Uh, we're with we're the Professor a good time. Barney. Gosh, we are having a wonderful time. Thank you, Bo. We're not leaving you out, Gibbo. I know Brooksy. He's in Barley. He's selling yep. his Signet Power Banks and his Rugby League jerseys. And what was the other thing he was selling? Uh, DVD bootleg recordings. We don't of need him, mate. Shane Crawford's you musical. Know, you know what, boys? It's like this is my first opportunity, sort of, to step out from Brooksy's shadow, sort of thing. Mm. And you know, you get all these lovely text messages, but there's text message comes through saying, "Oh, do you guys realise you're on air?" And I'm thinking, "Ooh, is that is that a stab at the?" Did they? The who said that through? I didn't see that. Oh, I think it was. Um, one and Brooks. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brooksy. Brooksy be business class right now. Oh yeah. Well, selling and Fully stealing. Bed. Yeah, Signet Power Banks, mate. That's you're not at the the dodgy end of the plane. You're right up the front. You know what he'll it's have too. He'll have those Qantas pajamas. Yeah, he will. He'll, he'll be will. wearing them in here when he gets uh, back, mate. And he'll be stealing stuff off the plane. Now yep. you've stumbled across a an article. Um, Barney, and you want to do some radio here? Is that right? No, um, no. So <laughs> come on, mate. Mate, you know I'm. Uh, I'm. You know I like watching blokes throw hands. Yeah. Um. I'm. You know. Get inside the. I've, I've always been a big fan of the squared circle. You're right. Um. But uh, the modern modern fight form that people are into is the UFC now. Um. Gibbo, you're a mad UFC fan. Yep. Uh, so you're the expert here. Yeah, oh, absolutely. What I like to call myself is SEN's UFC expert. I Actually, why why limit myself to SEN? I would say, why not just say Australia's UFC expert? I, I When I came in here the first time, <laughs> I said to – I looked through a window at a, at a show you were panelling and I said, bloody hell, Joe Rogan panels here? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. you yeah. look like him, you sound yeah. like him, you know more than him. Um, this it, it is amazing. But on the weekend, uh, New Zealand's own Israel Adesanya. Yep. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Go mean, on, Gibbo. So, yeah, he's the middleweight champion of the UFC. He, mm. Really, really good fighter. Hasn't really looked like losing. But he fought this guy on the weekend, Alex Pereira from Brazil, who has beaten him twice in the kicks, kickboxing ring. So I'm assuming they've got a ring, not an octagon. Mm. So they fought for the middleweight I title. think they're in a triangle. A triangle, yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought so. Okay, triangle. <laughs> Unfortunately, Israel Adesanya was winning the fight, and I think it gets to the fourth or fifth round, and Alex Pereira knocks him out. Therefore no winning the middleweight championship. So Israel Adesanya, this huge megastar, loses his first fight as a middleweight guy in the UFC and loses his title. But has he had some trouble getting out of the country? Yeah, you would have thought his trip to New York couldn't get any worse, right? He, he went there with a title. He was going home without one. Not only that, he gets to uh, JFK Airport in New York City and gets stopped because in his luggage, he, he had a gift that he'd received from a fan um, who'd given him a set of brass knuckles, which turns out are illegal in uh, New York State. Um, and criminal possession, it can get you a year in prison in New York, and they don't mess around over there either. They're not quite uh, Middle Eastern justice, but they, they're fairly was serious. Was it just those. in his carry-on? or had he, Yeah, I believe it was in his carry-on. concealing it on himself? He hadn't no. done the prison wallet? or God, I hope not. Because <laughs> that's not easy. So no. why would you give a UFC fighter brass knuckles? Like this out of is, everybody that needs this is my question is is of all the people that you're going to go you know what this is a guy who needs to learn to defend himself he he might, and he's going home to New Zealand like New Zealand's not I mean it's a lovely place you know what I mean but it's, it's not, not really dangerous super, it's not super dangerous yeah, yeah right so he's so basically got me thinking about Christmas is coming up 
Yeah. What's the most useless gift you've ever been given uh, that caused oh. tr- more trouble than it's worth sometimes? This is a phone. This is radio, yes. Gibbo. This is how it works, mate. Mm. So one three hundred zero one eleven seventy on the Lawn Hub line, what is the most useless, pointless, pathetic gift, gift yeah. you've ever received and from who? Or given. Or given, that's a good one if you're given a terrible gift. Or text to 0457 736 736. We'd like to give a, a prize like a Signet Power Bank, but there's none left. No. <laughs> They're all. <laughs> uh, you know what? I've got a – I found this on the floor. It's a Guzman E. Gomez uh, keychain. Look at that. It's got a little burrito Fantastic. hanging off the bottom of it. Uh, and uh, That's what you'll get. <laughs> if it, Brooksy forgot to steal it before he left. So, uh, yeah, text in. Let us know. You're, you've got – yeah, my wife's a special for it. So she is a big music lover, uh, was a piano teacher, plays mm. piano at, I don't know, they, apparently there's levels for piano. Yep. Um, and so she just loves buying me tickets to what is apparently my favourite artist. <laughs> and the latest one I got was we went to the opera house. She said, you love this guy. It was a guy called Ludovico Ionaldi, mm. who is a Finnish pianist. <laughs> I had never heard of this bloke. She was sitting there with tears rolling down her face. She, you, she didn't mishear you? I didn't say finished pianist. <laughs> I didn't say finished pianist. No, I didn't. All right. We'll see you on the other side of the hour. The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. Well, it's actually the Professor and Barney for your run home this afternoon with Fun Friday Feels. <laughs> We're having a good time. If you want to be a part of it, Lawn Hub call line one three hundred zero one eleven seventy, or jump on the text 0457-736-736. It is our third hour, and that's when we like to do a big welcome to our listeners on SEN track stations in Queensland. You've got Atherton, Darling Downs, Ingham, Kingaroy, and Nanango. In New South Wales, you've got Griffith, Central Coast, and the Illawarra. And in Canberra, it is 13.23 a.m. Uh, now, those texts are coming in. Do you want to reset why you're asking people to send in texts? Yes, Barney? in the light of Israel Adesanya <laughs> getting a uh, getting gifted a set of brass knuckles that uh, almost got him uh, arrested and uh, thrown in the clink at New York airport, at a New York airport, uh, we're asking what's the most useless gift or the worst gift you've ever been given, and we're getting plenty coming in. Andy B says, years ago I got a CD from my auntie of Andre Ryu. Uh, Andre Wasn't he Ryu. hot for a while? He was. Andre. And didn't the older ladies oh, love him? Oh, God, they'd swoon to him. My goodness me. Uh, this one comes in. Uh, G'day, boys. This is from Peter. G'day, boys. Weirdest Christmas gift I ever got was a Darth Vader mask. Got it from my mother, and I was 40. Oh, that's just his mum not realising that, you know, that that was 25 years ago that he loved it, I guess. I think there was some uh, some subtext to that. Maybe your father's not actually your father, oh, who you God. thought it was. That was how she was breaking it to yeah. Now, funnily enough, Barney, um, our, our very special guest that we have now, I don't know anybody that actually loves Christmas more than this person. Uh, we just wait there. Have you got another text there, Barney? Uh, mate, my uh, studio's just dropped out. The text line is, uh, we get gremlins in the studio here today, um, but... Um, You've so you've had you were telling us about you went and yes. saw a Finnish so pianist. My, my, <laughs> yeah, he was a man from Finland who played the piano. Okay, right? yep. So and <laughs> but she's a special for it. My wife, she always she always it's always tickets to what is my favourite band, but then it's hers. one year there's a band called Volcano Choir, which I had never heard of. 
But apparently one day in the car when she was playing it, I've obviously gone, eh, is it right? Yeah. And then I end up. Didn't you see Bonnie Ver once too? Yeah. Well, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Is it Bonnie Ver? Bonnie Ver. Bonnie yeah. Ver. But Bonnie it was. Ver. Did Bonnie Ver have like a side project? Yeah. Thing? Volcano Choir. That was Volcano Choir. Yeah. I told you this, <laughs> mate. This is how much I you're into them. I have no idea. So I, I'm like, I'm saying to her, where's Bonnie Ver? And she's like, no, that's the band. Anyway. My wife's a spirit. Surely you've received one, Barney, from your missus that you didn't particularly like. Mate, you know what's great is the uh, – is if you, your kids probably aren't there yet, but the school Father's Day, Mother's Day stalls. Yeah, right, they buy you crap. eight bucks. And I've still got a, a great soap on a rope um, that I'm waiting to crack <laughs> out at the right – Do soap on a rope? Well, I will eventually. How Once often are you dropping just, the soap and going, man, I wish I'd attached this to something? Mm. Well, not often enough. All right. Now, I believe our special guest is back, Barney. Uh, and I, as I was saying, there is nobody that I've ever met that loves Christmas more than this man. Uh, he played 22 matches with the Kangaroos, and he actually won the World Cup in 2000. He, he describes himself as a New South Wales and Kangaroos enforcer. Mm. Nathan, hard man. Hard man. Nathan Hindmarsh, are you there? <laughs> yes, I am. Thanks, thanks for hanging around and chatting to us. You, you do, you love Christmas, don't you? You're sick for it. I do, and I was just listening to your conversation. I actually got a couple of penthouses thrown into my Christmas stocking from my from Santa, obviously, because they were doing the Christmas stocking. <laughs> and I was the, the the full ripe age of about eleven. So oh it was, wow! Uh, it, it was it was different. It was different waking up that that, that Christmas morning and finding. Oh, I some, imagine uh, it was different going to bed. That Christmas night, too. <laughs> I didn't go to bed that night. Now, <laughs> now, was that, do you think that was an Ian gift, or was that no, your old man, or was that? That, that would have been old, old man Father Christmas, that would have been, because <laughs> there's a couple of pocket knives in there as well. Much uh, to Mrs. Claus's disgust, yeah. Uh, but we, uh, Father Christmas slash Dad got a good laugh out of it, so that was that was the main thing, and I got plenty of use out of it. Oh, I can the imagine. Years of my life. I can imagine. <laughs> Have you still got them? Uh, unfortunately, not. Oh, mate, they'd no. be worth something. You could sell those on eBay. Nathan, I, mean, I think my brother still has them. <laughs> mate, you Nathan Hindmarsh's <laughs> first penthouses. Yeah, some sicko in the Eels <laughs> fan sorry. club would buy it. I'm just getting an update. Brooksy's selling them, oh, and he's he? stolen back. Okay, there you go. Now, Nathan. You have been out at yeah. a golf charity day all day today. Yes. Do you want to tell us about that? What have you been playing golf for? Yeah, that was, that was, that was for Bryden's lawyers. That was for Lee out there. Um, and that was for the Leukemia Foundation. So having a bit of a hit out there. And I'm a, I'm a golfing hack. So I arrived out there this morning quite early out at Twin Creeks, which is a lovely course, by the way. Lovely course. The guys in the pro shop were exceptional. They oh, yeah. Look, angling for a free membership, <laughs> are we, mate? <laughs> Mate, you are the best rotor in the world. <laughs> Bullshit. The bloke that's bloody usually on this radio station, the one with the giant head. He's a good yeah, rotor. But, mate, what about the day we were shooting up at your house and a, I'm gonna, it wasn't a semi-trailer, but it was a large yes, truck. a Pantech truck. Rocked up and the back was just filled with ASICS shoes and you just, you <laughs> yeah. took about 15 pairs and you just, who wants a pair of ASICS? Who wants a pair of, just throwing them around. Yeah. Have you still got that rot with what? them? It's, it's, it's a great partnership. I wouldn't say raw. But it's, it's, it's coming. It's coming. It is getting closer to Christmas, and I have a few relatives, nieces, and nephews that do need to be shoes. Uh, so it comes in quite handy. Uh, mate, so how did you go on the golf course today? You you reckon you're a hack? What, what do we play off, mate? 
like a busted. I'm off Max. Look, my back's a bit sore now. I've actually just finished up a game of Oztag with under seven picks. I'm the, I'm the super coach of that, and we've dominated today. So I'm just, at the moment, I'm just about to go to the bar, get myself a couple of cans, sit and watch one of the other boys play, and then I'll head home. Mate, that is that is Nathan Hindmarsh's summer to a mm. T, isn't it? That's You just find ways <laughs> to find a bar and then sit and watch stuff. Be so, honest. Well, the, the, the beard's getting longer. The hair's oh, getting longer. Mate, it is. I'm just morphing into the, yeah, morphing into the, uh, the off-season Nathan. Mate, we described you as uh, Tom Hanks in Castaway, but the first Tom Hanks, like before they do that 18 months later scene. Do you know what I mean? When Not the one from Philadelphia. No, no, no. not the one from Philadelphia. The one when he's got the big beard um, and he's loving life. Mate, who was out there today? Beaver was out there. Um, Brandy. Yeah, Beaver Wingy was out there. Brandy. Uh, no Paluma was out there. Uh, Paddy Richards, one of the greats. Oh, uh, yeah. Greg Inglis. Greg Inglis was also out there. But Paddy Richards, my God, can he hit a golf ball? Well, remember how much how he could kick a football. Is he the same? Uh, the, but I think we all can kick a footy. It's not that hard. Mate. Now, mate, um, most of them probably were looking in the pro shop looking for tips. But knowing you, were you hassling the groundskeepers for more grass advice? Because you are one of the great lawn men, aren't you? Well, I did go past the, uh, the utility shed and didn't poke my head in there and have a look what goodies they had to offer and, and what pesticides they may have lying around that they no longer needed anymore for... Uh, so, you know, like the Bindi. Bindi's always, you know, a bit of a pain in the ass this time of year. Uh, Lantana is not good at my place at the moment on the boundary. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. I've been in, I've been in, a, I've been in a Lantana, you know, cutting that up with my Husqvarna chainsaw. But, um... oh, <laughs> my, <laughs> mate. Were you in the Mercedes-Benz ute as well? Hey, were hey, you driving hey, down to the Gibbo, is there a no, way we a, can... It was a Ford. It was is a Ford Ranger. Oh, it's uh, changed, mate. Is there it's a, way... a Hyundai Tucson, wasn't it? A Hyundai Tucson sponsored this program. Is there a way that we can censor when he's dropping these products? Is there a way <laughs> that we can... Is there a way get in trouble for this? Mate, probably. Hey... Um, what was I going to say? Can you remind me which famous ground you got your turf from? Did you steal it from Parramatta Stadium or was oh, it a where do, where do I begin? No, I've got, I've got <coughs> a bit. I have a little bit from the old Parra Stadium. Not much when they got milled out. I've got a lot from uh, the from ANZ. Well, the ANZ, yeah. So the Olympic Stadium. I've got a fair bit from that. A little bit from the cricket ground. And Which how many of these how many of these were you allowed to take, and how many did you just rock up late with a ute, and just start digging no, up turf? I, 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 when I say I've got some, look, it wasn't truck after truck load. I think I've got about six or seven semis in the backyard at one point, but that was about it. So it wasn't wasn't a huge amount. Mate, you're the only bloke up, I know. You're the only bloke I know whose backyard cricket pitches drop in. <laughs> Bring well, the tray. You know how. It, I did inquire about those. Uh, you know, they're, quite they're about they're about 150 grand if you want to drop one in your backyard. So that's nothing yeah, for you. I went. Well, it is. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now, mate. We are the, the reason you are on isn't because you're stealing turf from all the great stadiums around the country. The reason you are on is because you are our rugby league expert. Because mm. I don't know if you know this, but there is a rugby league World Cup going on at the moment. And Australia I will be. I did read a little bit about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we are playing Samoa in the uh, grand final mm. on the weekend on Saturday. First of all, just the final. It's just the final. It's not a grand final. Just the final. Why is that? Why isn't it the grand final? 
I don't know, but we were told it's just the final. It's not the grand final. Just Okay, you were instructed. Well, mm. let, let's get into this. Have you seen any of Fletcher's analysis on the Fox coverage where he's sitting next to Cooper and Vonnie? Can I just explain to you this? Why the hell would I wake up at 4 a.m. in the oh, morning good point. to watch that imbecile talk about a rugby league? Mate, it's the funniest thing you've ever seen because it's we were watching it the other morning. We were in here on a Saturday, Gibbo and I, and we were doing the show, and Fletch is trying to be funny. And it is absolute crickets. It's it's falling on deaf ears. <laughs> well, it's well, worth getting up at four, mate. It's worth getting up. Let's just say Cooper's got, a, Cooper's got a discerning taste I, when it comes to comedy. Well, I tried it. I tried it a few weeks earlier, but I was on the pregame at like from 8, 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. with Bonnie and Brandy and Cosa. And I tried a few wise ones, and it was, it was quite similar as well. Just, <laughs> like, what is happening with, with you two? Vague stare at me. Doing the analysis. What is going? Everybody's away, right? Everybody's in Bali, or what's going on? I, I, well, I don't know. I don't know. But it's. I think it was the highest rating show. Of course Numbers. No, of course not. No, mate. It doesn't matter. Hey, um, now you would have seen today that The Rock has posted a video. We've got a bit of it here. He sent a message to the Samoan team. We're just going to play a little bit for you to listen to. Um, and I know you have so much on your mind right now. Pressure. Pressure, pressure, the pressure. It's the rock talking. The pressure. Did you see this, Heidi? You have the I, world watching. I cut it off after about the first ten seconds, and I said, "I'm not watching any more of this." Oh, how, how, sorry. Oh, oh, just bring it down, Gibbo. How so, does it go long? Gibbo, is it? Yeah, it's running time of about uh, 14 minutes 20 seconds. Okay. Oh wow! Oh, yeah. I would just pull it down. Um, and some, uh, end the song. Or? You know what's you know what's weird too, Hindy, and you, this would have been what upset you, knowing you're you're no stranger to the Iron Jungle yourself. You love your gym. Um, he filmed it in the gym, but between sets, like, is that bad etiquette? Well, it's funny you should say that. Hey guys, just put another twenty kilos on that. On <laughs> When was the last yeah, time? Yeah, make, yeah, yeah, make it yeah, 180, yes. Oh, yeah, go for 180. Yeah. And he's, hey, what? Set a 10. Yeah, set a, set a 10. Yeah. When, sorry, you, sorry, when was the last time you were in a gym, Nathan? Be honest. In an actual gym? Wednesday. What is it today? Friday? Yeah, Wednesday. Wait. Wednesday. You don't want to name I your gym? I dropped off my wife there. She was having to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, very good. So we were thinking, because, okay, The Rock, can we turn it? Is The Rock still going here? How long? Okay, so we're still going. What's deep we, were, we were thinking, Hindy, um, nobody has sent a video from... to the kangaroos. Yeah, you're, we were thinking, who is Australia's version of The Rock? And, and well, obviously we thought of you. You're, you're a noted inspirational speaker. I mean, there's stuff of legend, your State of Origin speech you gave a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> can, you, can you, what was the story again, Hindy? They... They asked you to talk in front of the group. Um, they didn't really ask me. I'd had a skin full from the, a victory down there in Melbourne, and I kind of just grabbed the microphone and, and delivered a some sort of some sort of speech before the great Steve Menzies happily removed me from the stage. I can imagine. And I the rest of my night. You know, you're doing yeah. poorly if that Derek Beaver makes a tackle. <laughs> if, if, he's, oh. <laughs> if he's removed, but yeah. surely, surely you could record a video and send it. Yeah, you've got a big Instagram following. I, I think The Rock's got what he's three hundred and thirty million. What you're at, you've probably got double that. Uh, no, not quite. No, I think I'm sitting uh, at the moment. I'm one hundred and ninety million, so I'm well behind. Uh, that. Uh, <laughs> a little, little, little bit to go. A little bit to go. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. So will you – can you do us a favour? Can you record a uh, a video for us? For the kangaroos and for just the send kangaroos. it to them. We'll, we'll send it on to them. Just say yes. We know you're not going to. Can I be, can I be under, the, under the influence? Well, I'm assuming you already are because it's Friday at quarter past five, which knowing my old mate, Hindy, you're 10 deep. Hey, mate, can we just ask you, because we do need to talk about this Rugby League Grand Final and you are our... World Cup. Rugby oh, League World Cup. World Cup. I just... What I, sorry. I, sh- I, don't, I shouldn't say Grand he Final. He thinks Hind Marshy thinks Grand Final. I know. I'm sorry, Hindy. I don't mean to. Now, um, can we ask you some hard-hitting questions so that it's like we've sort of yeah. done SEN, um, you know, yeah, what, what sure. you're meant to do. All right. So... What let's talk about this. What would the what would the halves game plan be for Saturday? Uh, I reckon to feed their outside men. Liam Martin's been outstanding on the edge there, and so was Angus Crichton. So I think the ball would be their their job would be obviously kick, turn their big forwards around, so nice good deep kicks and get into the end goal and try and pit them as deep into their own area as possible, but also feed our back rowers and our centres, which are on fire at the moment. So that would be their job. Mate, you That's are very good. Great analysis. Mate, this is a personal yeah, question. Um, Junior Polo, obviously uh, captaining Samoa. Uh, now, if he loses on the weekend, he will, even the same year, lost uh, a World Cup final, a state of origin, and a grand final. Are you worried you're going <laughs> to lose your title as Parramatta's oh. biggest loser? <laughs> Oh, no, I'm just thinking to myself, what a, what a loser if that happens. <laughs> Honestly, give it away. Hindy, we're going to let you go, mate. Thank you so much. Right. Um, we'll come up and have a beer with you soon, eh, on your compound. Will you let yeah, us be nice. the gate? It's been a while. It has it's been, been a while. while. Yeah, well, I miss you, yeah. mate. I miss Me you. Me too, mate. Oh, I miss mate. you too. Yeah, oh, right. not so much because I keep seeing his face on – he keeps posting these shit Instagram posts about him doing some – Comedy. Stand-up stand up comedy, comedy, mate. Get along to a show, Hindy. Right, you're just upset that you don't get a paid partnership to come along. <laughs> Surely you can give just Hindy some cash. Board, uh, <laughs> All right, mate, we'll cut him off there. Thanks, Kibbo. Right. Thank you. <laughs> mate, he is the best. One there of the is, greats. There is nobody, in all honesty, who he, at one stage, I think we did it on our show, he had 12 rorts going mm. at one. And it's the strangest stuff. It's like... Um, Tiger balm. It's, yeah. It's like hair conditioning. It's, it's. I mean. <laughs> it's everything from farm equipment to men's uh, moisturizers and those sort of things. How long does that last as a footy player? Like, I guess he helps because he's on TV. He's still around the game a little bit. But as a footy player, how long do the rorts continue for post-career? Well, for me, after my <laughs> footy career. <laughs> Mate, I tell you, he, he will get them forever because... He's and he likes to say he's everybody's grandma's favourite player. He is so as much as he's a goose, that everybody loves. There's him. not a grandma in uh, in Sydney for a period who didn't have him as the hall pass. No, that's right, and I'm sure that he cashed that in a oh, few 100%. nights in the pokey hall down there at Parramatta <laughs> Eels Club. He, uh, he he deserves it, mate. In all honesty. Um, he's a, he is a lovely chap, um, yeah. and we worked together for a long time. I'm getting all sentimental here. You are, mate. Yeah, and, and I've emotional. worked. No, it is. I, I work with a lot of athletes, and a lot of them are douchebags. Mm. I'm not mm. saying Fletch. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I'm nodding. But I, but Heine, Heine, is one of the genuinely nice guys, and uh, and I, every rort that he gets, uh, you know, good luck to him. Yeah, and you know what, he is he is summer Heine is uh, is a real treat too. <laughs> He's just a uh, happy man pottering around his compound up there 
you couldn't uh, you couldn't find a bloke from Robertson that's done done better in the end. Although I was down at Robertson recently, you know yeah. how he talks about being you know oh, country. I was down there recently on a little uh, trip away, and mate, that is. That is cocky country. That is yeah, but that's what millionaires. Yeah, row. but that's what he doesn't like. He doesn't like all the cash that's gone in there. So he he grew up when it was just the bowling club. Was the, the only pub. place the cash went was the pokies at the yeah, bowling pretty club. Much. <laughs> but now you've got because Robbo Pub. We went down and filmed a segment. I feel like that's all I talk about on the radio here. Mm. Where um, we got is that it? You need Jimbo? to travel. Yeah, you think... need to travel for other reasons mate, than work, mate. <laughs> I'm doing anything else. But um, so we went down there in the whole segment. The whole joke was that Hindy killed Fletch. It's a good one. Look it up on YouTube. Mm. Um, and we went to Robbo Pub, and that is a swish joint. It is uh, like white tablecloth swish, you know. Uh, light fittings look expensive, yeah. all that stuff. And it, I think it kills Hindy because he remembers Robbo Pub when it was a proper dive. And Hindy is a guy that he just loves old pubs. He loves just sitting in the corner, having a beer, not really talking to anybody, and just sort of letting the minutes pass. Um mm. So I can understand why. There is a lot of cash going in there. Yeah. I mean, those farms are worth a lot of money down in Robbo now. That, that's, that's what I couldn't get over. I was like, oh, Hindy's pretended his whole life. He's a rich kid. But uh, he tells he tells me it's changed. There's a lot of text coming in at the moment, Professor. Yeah. Uh, this one from Michael. Hey, boys, the reason Hindy was told the World Cup was just a final, not a grand final, is because Hindy can't win a grand final. Oh, the coach wanted him to win. Michael, very funny. Never... No one's ever really made jokes about the fact Hindy didn't make a final. That's the didn't first win a grand one. Final. Uh, tell Nathan it's too late to spray for Bindi from Jeff. Um, well, Nathan, it's too late. I'll text him. He's probably not well, listening. Well, he's now got a boot full of fertilizer. What's yeah. he going to do? Not fertilizer. What's he got? Um, Bindi spray. What's he going to do with that? He'll find something for it. on the, he'll, he'll build a bomb or something on his car. <laughs> oh, we, well, we used to joke that it was a compound. I swear there's a bunker up there. Oh, 100%. Have you seen the size of the fence on it? Yeah. I shouldn't give the address away. I, I there's, Mate, he'd be armed. He would be armed oh, and yeah. dangerous. Because when COVID hit, we were all asking him if we could get into his compound, and he just he wouldn't answer the question. He, mm. he wanted he, nothing he had, to do with it. Didn't he have a Shetland pony up there for a while? He's got Shetland ponies. He's got Highland cows. He's got um, bantam chickens. He's got farm all animals. the meanest version of every animal. It's all the weird farm animals. He's got, uh, like, Himalayan the, goats. The island of misfit uh, <laughs> it is. toys. It's it's very odd. But, um, well, I'd say go and see his farmyard, but he won't let you in. So don't even bother. All right, Gibbo. Another break. We'll be back. The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. Yes, it's the run home this afternoon. It's the Professor and Barney on your Friday uh, with Gibbo as well. He's really doing some heavy lifting today, mate. You're doing wonderfully. Um, it's time for our favourite part of the show and everybody's. It is the run home quiz for IMAR Trades Insurance. Get an instant quote and pay the premium. Go to their website, imar.com.au or call 13IMAR. Today's winner... Yes. One Signet Power Bank. And you know what? You know you're going to get it today because it's Gibbo that's sending it out to you. It's not going to end up on a, on a table in Bali where Brooksy's selling your Signet Power Bank, all right? You don't need to worry. Now, we Friday is the final. Yes. So, so we've had the Ford play during the week and they go into today's final. And if you win today, you also get... $100 gift pack from Country Trucker Caps. Just a bloke and his missus producing high-quality and customised headwear. Visit countrytruckercaps.com. Have you got any Country Trucker Caps? Have you got... 
don't at the moment. I'm looking. I'm in the market. Steal out there, mate. Just stealing from your work. There's uh, there's a few A grade ones. Brooksy took a bunch. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah. Of course he did. Uh, and if you also win today, you get a hundred dollar, hundred and fifty dollar voucher to the Bella Vista Hotel Ooh, in Lexington Drive, Bella Vista. Bottoms up. It's time to brunch at Bella Vista Hotel. Special offer for November, where you can enjoy a delicious set brunch menu and two hours of bottomless cocktails. For only $65 per person, that's a saving of $20 per person available on Friday to Sunday during November. Now, we have uh, – you want to give a – sorry, yes. It's time for the Run Home with Joel and Fletch quiz for IMAR Insurance, the tradies, mate. Call 13IMAR. Sorry, yes, Gibbo. Keep me honest. It always goes well every week when we do this. There is a – Little jingle at the top, which we do love. Now, Monday's winner was Liam from Hornsby. Tuesday was Jay from Erskine Park. Wednesday was Paul from Brisbane. Thursday, Tony from Liverpool. They are all prepped. They are all ready to go. Barney, would you like to fire off our first question? Yes, I would. Now, who have we got on first? Are we going with Liam? Liam in Hornsby. Are you there, Liam? Yeah, great. Wait till he's getting it all right. We're going all right, mate. Welcome to uh, – are we allowed to call this a grand final? Uh, we'll check with Heidi. We'll check it with Heidi. Just be right. a final. Welcome to the final, uh, mate. You're going to lead us off. Uh, who top scored for Australia in yesterday's first one day? David Warner. That is correct. Oh, it was good. David Warner, a, a very good looking 86 before he holed out in the deep. Yeah. All right. Here we go, Liam. Number two. Who's, who's do the Socceroos play? Who does the soccer? Who, who sorry. do? Uh, Gibbo, you've got the hoodoo. Hoodoo. The Socceroos play who in the first game at the World Cup? Uh, France. That's mate Liam Power. Liam, you are you're on fire, mate. All right. After getting the axe, which Australian soap is making a return to TV? Uh, Neighbours. Gibbo, did you make these questions hard enough, mate? I think <laughs> Liam. It, I mean, is Lee? Are yeah. you mates with Brooksy? Is this an inside <laughs> job, Liam? Uh, well, feel free to uh, spice it up if you want, boys. Uh, now, uh, next one, Liam. Here we go. Top point scorer at this point of the Rugby League World Cup is who? Top point scorer. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm going to say the Fox. He scored 11 tries. No, stay on the line there, Liam. We'll go to Jay. Jay. Top point scorer at this point of the Rugby League World Cup. Is it Nathan Cleary? Oh, oh boys, yeah. Well, was it easy, lads? Was it easy? Oh, yeah, so mate, you've done it, you He's, he's, he's rope-a-doped it. Oh, That's mate. what he's done. Very good. All right, Paul from Brisbane, you there, mate? Yeah, I'm here. Top point scorer at this point of the Rugby League World Cup. Um, going to go, go try Joey Rapana. He's kicking some Kiwis. No, no. Now, surely Tony from Timbuktu must have Googled it by now. Mate, you must have. Who's the top t- point scorer at this point of the Rugby League World Cup? Boys, I would have Googled it, but I'm driving. Oh, oh very safe of you, Tony. Safety. <laughs> Take a guess here, Tony. Just toss up a name. Um, let's go. Um, I don't know, boys. All right. All right, Tony. Keep <laughs> driving safe. Stay on there. Uh, Liam, it's gone back yeah, to you. Mate. Have you Googled it by now? Who is the top point yeah, scorer? Oh, good man. <laughs> Who is it? Tommy Makerson, the Pommy. 
Fantastic. There you go. <laughs> all right, Liam. Uh, this one is uh, is all yours to take. Are we? Well, this is the final question, mate. This will get you uh, your $100 gift packet from Country Trucker Caps. Just a bloke and his missus producing high-quality and customised headwear. Visit countrytruckercaps.com. You won't need to because we'll just send you one because Brooksy's away. And you, you'll get your $150 Bella Vista Hotel voucher. You'll love the brunch there, mate. If you can tell okay. me which okay. NRL club did Trent Barrett finish his playing career at? It's his birthday today, Trent Barrett. Old T-Baz. Who, um... Who was his final NRL club? Oh, Liam, is he, did you drop he, out? Uh, is, is he Googling? We've got to count him down here. We've lost Liam. Oh. You know what, though? That's a, that's a good teaser. That'll keep him listening. <laughs> that will keep him listening. Whether, who will win the IMAR quiz? Oh, I like that. That's exciting. All right. But we've got to move on to sports bet here. Say yeah, nah to Qatar. So we're just moving on from the thing. We'll, we'll the come back. We'll get him back up. Hang on. Sorry, Liam, you there? No, we Li- Liam, Liam, you got us? Cronulla Sharks got you now. Cronulla Sharks. Oh, you're pretty ding, quick ding, once, ding, you, ding, ding. once you'd Googled there. One more we're going to go one more question. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> Have we written another oh, question? Yeah, we got, we've written one here. Um, which NBA club... Does Joe oh, Ingalls yeah. play for? Oh, slow mo, Joe. Who is it, Liam? Um, I'm thinking uh, Tepe Sports. I'm not strong on. I'm going to say the Knicks. Oh, Ooh. unlucky, Liam. Who was next there, Gibbo? Tony? Jay from Erskine Park. Which NBA club does Joe Ingalls now play for? Um, is that... Um... Uh, 76ers? No. Sorry, Jay. Stay on the line. Next we have Tony from, sorry, where? From Liverpool. Tony, which NBA club does Joe Ingalls currently play for? Um, Boston Celtics. No. No, we don't have a lot of Swishers fans on the, no, on the line today, you, Professor. It's a good curveball at the end. And finally, Gibbo. Sorry, it's not showing up on my screen there. Liam, we back to Liam? Oh, no, we had one other, didn't we? He might have dropped off. All right, we'll go back to Liam. Liam, Joe Ingalls, which NBA club? There we go, Jim. Ding, 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 ding. Good Googling, Liam. Yeah, there you go, mate. I mean, you were the best and fairest. Yeah, well, I think you answered every question. <laughs> you did. <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right, well, congratulations, Liam. That $100 gift pack from Country Trucker Caps is coming your way and the $150 voucher to the Bella Vista Hotel. All you got to do is buy a ticket to Bali, go pick them up from Brooks. Yeah, that's fine. That's all good. All right, thank you. That was the IMAR quiz. Hey, Gibbo, we nailed it, did we? Oh, well, if you listen during the week, that is pretty much how every IMAR quiz goes. We'll tidy that up for the podcast, surely. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are warts and That's all it. here on this show. Oh, all. all right, now we can move on to our sports bet, Gibbo. We can indeed. I got a thumbs up. All right, say yeah, nah to Qatar and yes to sports bet. The easiest place to bet this World Cup. Gamble responsibly. Now, normally on a Friday, we'll be chatting to uh, Shawnee Olmerod, mm. who gives us all the best odds coming up for the weekend, but he's getting married. Yeah, he's taking a punt on love he this is. weekend. Um, so, unfortunately... He won't jump on the phone for us. So guess what? Oh, what? the listener 
gets our odds. Yes. So, <laughs> what are we betting on this weekend? Uh, well, I'll start us off here. Um, yeah, you got a multi, do you? I do have a multi, and this is called Professor's Saturday Aussie Ballers Special. Ooh, um, here can, we go. Can you? I, I, this is a basketball one. Have you got some? Can you give me some sweet Georgia Brown, Gibbo? Can you give me some? There we go. Tell me this is a quadruple double when it comes to the odds. Uh, it's a quintuple double. Um, oh, nice. Now, I do like my NBA, and they're always good for a bet. And there's a lot of Australians playing in the NBA at the moment in America, mm. doing our country proud. And tomorrow on show, we have six Aussies, right? Really? So this is my multi. Okay. Yes. So Milwaukee to beat Philadelphia, because obviously Joe Ingles, he's not playing at the moment, he's mm. injured. They're paying $2.10. Get, $2.10, get on that. Yep. OKC Thunder. To beat Memphis, that's Josh Giddy. Yep, paying three dollars eleven. Get on that. What are the odds of him inbounding into the back of a backboard again? Uh, they're a dollar one for poor old Josh Giddy. Uh, Chicago, dollar twenty four to beat Orlando. Now they don't have a player. They've got Damian Cotter, who is an assistant uh. coach, another Aussie. Dallas to beat Denver. They're paying a dollar twenty five. That's Josh Green. He's doing very well, getting lots of minutes. Then you've got the New Orleans Pelicans who's obviously uh, Dyson Daniels, who's the new rookie sensation over there. They're going to beat Boston. They're paying $2.23. And then finally, Phoenix is paying $1.82 to beat Utah. Phoenix currently has Jock Landau. Wow. So that is the Professor's Saturday Aussie Baller Special. It comes to $41.08. I would put ten grand on it. Really? If I had ten grand. Mm. Call the missus. She'll see how we go. That is, that is my sports bet tip. Now, you've... Barney, you've also got – what's yours called? Have you come up with a name? Mate, mine – you know I like to go heroes and villains. That's how I like to see the world. Uh, good guys, bad guys. Um, and so I've got I've got four that I'm putting on for the weekend. Unfortunately, um, they're, they're odd singles, so I can't uh, combine them all into a multi. But there's some real oh, value okay. in these if yeah. you uh, – if you want to go. So I've got two that are on this weekend, and then I've got two that are longer-term bets. Uh, the first one, I'm going to say um, Australia's Got Talent. Who isn't loving that show at the moment? You can bet on that. You can bet on Australia's Got Talent. And uh, there is a, a bloke I know, a mate of mine, who's a stand-up comedian out of Perth named Emo Majok. And Emo is uh, – he's in there and he's paying two seventy-five to win this season of Australia's that, Got Talent. So he's the shortest odds. He no, he's not quite the shortest odds. I believe there's a couple. It's always hard for a comedian, stand-up comedian, to win these talent shows because there's always some bloke who can juggle and spit fire. And that's, yeah, and those judges they're pretty humorless, aren't they? Well, they're they're you know they're easily distracted by you know a juggler on stilts or something like that. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I think Emo Majok, uh, get All on right, him, get yeah, around him, and you know what's good about this? Put your put your bet on, and then text in. Oh, vote. Well, how can you bet on something where you can do that? That's, well, well, that's just well, that's actually right. fantastic. Way 275. to go, sports Very good. <laughs> yes. Uh, now the the next one, um, you know, I love a podcast. Yeah. Um, you know, my favourite podcast is obviously the Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Um, but uh, when I'm not listening to that, uh, I'm listening to Life Uncut. Now, Life Uncut is actually uh, nominated in the spot for the Spotlight Award at the Australian Podcast Awards. And that's paying two dollars twenty five. On Great sports value. bet, you can bet on who's going to win the Australian Podcast Awards. Yes, you can. And What's life uncut about? It's about um. It's well. It's basically anti circumcision. Is it um, really? Yeah, it is. It's uh, it the benefits. Short odds. The benefits of uh, not getting that done. But anyway, life uncut. Uh, <laughs> get involved in that short odds two twenty five. I think it's the favourite category to that. in the Spotlight Awards. Now, um, on to my this stuff from this weekend. Um, I you know I love I love to back a villain. Or, a, you know, the heel. Yes. So I'm talking WWE SmackDown this weekend. 
I am tipping Mustafa Ali to uh, beat Ricochet in their uh, in their SmackDown bout, and that is paying two dollars twenty five. So get around that, um, especially if you've got an insight into the scripts for the WWE. So surely those people that are working on the WWE can can load up on that, can't they? Or do they can't they can they not bet? In Australia. Mate, no, there's a bit more ethics than AFL umpires in the uh, WWE. <laughs> I'll tell you that for nothing. And then um, It's amazing the stuff you can bet on. Mate, well, and now I'm going more traditional. Kilmore, uh, race two tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I've got a horse. This, You know I like to look for the, the outsider, the bad guy, the yeah. villain I like to go for. Yeah. There's a horse named The Professor. <laughs> running in <laughs> really? Kilmore tomorrow, race two. It's paying $101. dollars <laughs> <laughs> That's my value bet for what's the weekend. It, what's it look like? Um, <laughs> it's bald. <laughs> it's bald. It's the Puts a lot of people off. Does it look like a proboscis monkey, by any yeah. chance? It's got, it's got a snout got a, on it. It's got a big nose. Has it got a big schnoz? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, have you got any other odds there? No. Oh, that- that's that, those are my four bets for the weekend. Mate, um, very good. I don't know if you. I don't. You can't get them into a multi, but there's definitely a lot of value there. So uh, get involved. Uh, okay. So yeah, no to Qatar and yes to sports bet. The easiest place to bet this World Cup. Gamble responsibly. Um, I don't think they'll get Shawnee Elmerode back after no, that. No, he would have done stuff like oh, bet on Australia in the World Cup. Yeah, he would have told you what you know odds oh. of France's strikers scoring in the oh, first ten no, minutes no. and whatever else. I mean, no. I mean. He, he, but doesn't even realise there's WWE to bet on. Or circumcision podcasts. Yeah. Why is he not giving us the odds of those, Gibbo? Uh, now, Gibbo, we have one last very special guest who uh, we've got her. Um, she she has woken up in the UK. Um, it's an old dear friend of ours. She is now a reporter for Channel 9. She started on our show, mm. though, way back. Well, she's been doing stuff before that, but we will claim her. Um, it's Emma Lawrence. Em, are you there? I'm here, yes. I put my alarm on just for you guys, so oh, wouldn't do it for anyone else. Didn't put the car alarm on the other night, though, did you, <laughs> <laughs> Well, that would have been bloody handy. Oh, uh, em, em, let, walk, time in this place apparently is terrible. Really? Walk us through what happened, because um, we're going to do a bit of a police report now. Mm. We want to know the circumstances with which the gear was stolen. Well, we get up um, ready to go to the training session and um, it was actually my cameraman went to the car. So it sounds a bit lazy. He usually says, do you want me to go and get the car and pick you up out the front? You haven't changed at all. (laughs) (laughs) So just me being a diva, just waiting for him to come and pick me up. And then he says, oh, shit, nah, man. It's been broken into, so all the back window was all smashed in. And they took, like, most of the the gear was upstairs in his room anyway, all of the um, expensive stuff, so the big camera. Um, But, yeah, some gear was stolen, um, some of his own personal stuff. Uh, And a few of the cars next to it, too, were broken into. But there have been thieves over here all trip because the Lebanon team got um, robbed only a few weeks earlier. And they performed a citizen's arrest and chased the bloke down the street. I wish I did that. That yeah. would have been a way better well, story. And we were chatting earlier in the show. You were probably mm. asleep. But we've known you a long time, <laughs> and mm. we think this is the best place <laughs> yeah. to admit this. You set it up, didn't you? You stole the gear. and Inside you, job. It's an inside job. You've stolen this, haven't you? And you've sold it. Be honest, Emma. Me, I've sold the gear. Oh, okay, perhaps. You know what? I, I have a conspiracy. Someone said 
where were Channel 7 and Channel 10 when this happened? Oh. Have they maybe ganged up on Channel 9? And have they perhaps stolen the gear? Oh, maybe. Okay. This could be a Although, whole current affair maybe thing. Maybe I've done it for publicity. Yeah. Maybe I've done it for publicity. That's so right. Everyone feels sorry for me. And, oh, poor Channel 9 reporter robbed. Write an article about me. Maybe that's also... Something to consider. This is the thing I noticed because I, I saw that, you know, and you know I've got my Google alerts for my mates and so it popped up <laughs> and I'm like, Emma's been robbed. What is she all right? Is she safe? Is it? And then I read the article and realistically you didn't yeah. lose anything other than just a bit of time no. in the lobby while you're waiting for your cameraman to come pick you up, your diva. That, but- that's the funniest thing, honestly, because every it made it out. I was getting text messages from my mum and everyone saying, you Okay. I had no idea there was an article. And you read the headline, it made it seem like I was held up at gunpoint and I had this traumatic experience. But I honestly didn't lose anything except for a little... actually had a packet of eyelashes that was still in the car. The man probably took the eyelashes. So, you watch, yeah, be, the poor old diva didn't lose anything. There'll be an article tomorrow, um, Emma Lawrence has fake eyelashes. That'll be... That's the <laughs> yeah. sort of headlines yeah. coming out of there. Oh, no, she has fake eyelashes. I thought she was just naturally... Yeah, like, oh, God, no, terrible. Now, the other thing I was thinking, right, because I saw the article headline and I was like, this could not happen to Emma Lawrence because if anybody tried to rob you, you would kick their ass. Yeah. We've met you. We know Actually, that you grew would, up... Yeah. You would. You are scary. Um, you grew up in Campbelltown and you would mess people up. I would, you know, I kind of wish we caught them so I could have had the chance <laughs> to just chase someone down the street and get stuck into them, honestly. It would have been a good story. I would have taken them on, that's for sure. Could have practiced. Um, like, I've been watching the footy players train for six weeks. Got all this built up energy watching them tackle and beat each other up. So I wish I had that opportunity. Oh, Maybe no, I'll take it all out on you guys when I come back. Oh, I'd say so. Now, we, we, we just had a chat to an old friend of yours. God, you guys used to get on well. Uh, Nathan Hindmarsh. Um, <laughs> do you miss Hindy? Em, you guys had a real hate-hate relationship when you used to work together. You know what? In my um, memories the other day, it actually popped up a clip from one of the old shows where, remember when he attempted to read the news? And it was the worst yes. attempt to read yeah. Fox Sports News in the history of the world. And I'm just sitting there laughing to myself, just watching it over and over again. I was like, oh, this will just never get old. I miss making fun of Hindy. Yeah. I'm sure he doesn't miss me one bit. Though. We all do. Surely you're a big wig at Channel 9 now. Can't you get our show back together over there? Can't we all just, you know, go back to making fun of Wayne Bennett late at night? I mean, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I know. They were the days. We should make it happen, actually. No, oh, absolutely. Well, we should. Now, yeah. hey, and we were chatting to Hindy. We'll, we'll get it happening. And he, yeah. he was meant to be our, um, well, what would you say, rugby league analyst? Yeah, analyst. Yeah, but he wasn't great. So can we ask you, because you're over there, you've, you know much more yeah. about the game than Nathan. Mm. What are the chances here of Samoa actually upsetting Australia? Mm, no, I don't think it will happen. You want me to put a percentage chance on it? Yeah, and give us Sorry. give us a percentage chance okay. and give us just how much Australia is going to win by. Oh, okay. I think Australia will win, I'm going to say, by 18. Okay. I, I just think, I don't know, I just think, I don't know, I just think they're, they're just world class. And I just think, yeah, Samoa have done well and I think it, I'm so happy they're in there. I think it's good for the game. And how good was that, even The Rock giving them a shout-out? 
That's epic. He's oh, got some hey. of 380 million followers. And we actually were playing. Is he still going, Gibbo? Is he still talking? This Saturday. He is. In yeah. We, we started. You have that grit. We, start, we started playing The Rock about 20 minutes ago. And it's it's still rolling in. Yeah. There, and it's Elon. still going. It's still going. Like it's still epic. But Did you I just watch don't the whole think thing? Be, I just don't think they'll win. Oh, okay. So you've. Oh, you've I been... didn't. Know. I saw the first few minutes. That's lazy. It goes long. He's a diva, just watching bits and pieces. <laughs> I can get another lowly producer to listen and tell me what he said. Yeah, transcribe this for me, then read it to me. <laughs> I know you. <laughs> Yeah. Um, now you've been uh, going along to training, and you, you've obviously so you obviously seen the form that everyone's in. Who is the player you reckon's going to stand out? Who's the player we should watch for on the weekend? Oh, I think Nathan Cleary will have a good game. Just going out on a limb there, mate. I think. <laughs> well, I just think he's he's been criticised, but I think he's just honestly. I think he was a bit. Um, not himself when he came in. He's in around a new group. He didn't feel as comfortable. I think we'll see him come out of his shell. And he's been, like, absolutely hammered. And I just like seeing that. If You know, we like to hammer blokes. There's always – we like to have a headline. But I'd like to see him come out and have a good game. And I think he will. He's had a few games with them all now. So I think he'll be in for a big one. Yeah. You know what? It probably won't happen. And then you'll be laughing at me. Yeah, we'll play this back. That woman well, has no idea what Yeah, what about. does Elon know? <laughs> Now, one thing you do know is you, you're you notorious for your access that you can get. Um, what is the mood like around the Australian camp? What who's Who are the blokes that are, you know, putting the putting the good mood in the camp? Or is there anyone that's bringing it down? Who's the hindy of the group? <laughs> oh, the hindy of the group. Uh, I don't know about the hindy. I tell you, like Cameron Munster is still the larrikin of the group. They have this... Um, have the goose of the week. So every week, if a player's done something dumb, they wear this special shirt to training. So we can all tell who's the goose of the week. Yeah, right. But then they're all very secretive about what's happened. Like, they won't tell us. They're, they've done something stupid, maybe, who knows, out on the piss or they, that you're not allowed to know. Cameron Munster's had it twice in the space of only a couple of weeks. So you got to dig. We'll, um, we'll call you again. Energy. We'll call- I'll, have to, I'll have to do some yeah. digging and find out what yeah. happened. You can you can give us a scoop there now, and we we are running out of time here. Sadly, it's been so lovely to talk to you again. I know I miss you guys absolutely. And I love you both equally, just for the record. Oh, you, oh. Come on, she, no. she loves me way more. Yeah. Ha, uh, and we will, I guess, if you do get caught for this whole big long con sting thing, mm. um, do you do you end up in prison here or in the UK? How does that work with the judicial system? <laughs> Oh, you'd come and you'd come and bail me out. Oh, you? Yeah, well, you know what? Use your one phone call to call back into the show. We've really enjoyed this. <laughs> that would be good. All right. Oh, excuse me. Can I please have um, FaceTime available in this jail cell? I've got a FaceTime into Professor and Barney. Oh, they'd love that. You've got to you've got to sneak a phone in with you. Everybody does that. All right. Hey, Em, go back to sleep. It's very early there. Catch some Z's. All right. All right. We'll chat to you soon. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Em. Oh, she's the best, isn't she? Very funny lady, Emma Lawrence. God, she used to have us in stitches, didn't she? She's the best. Oh, she's, she's very funny. Best. Um, well, that's it, Barney. We've had a, a we've had an interesting afternoon. It's been an absolute cracker, we've though. Hasn't had it? a lot it's of been fun. fun. Now tonight on SEN, the Sporting Flame is coming up with Simon Donald and Julian King. Don't miss that. And then tomorrow morning, Saturday morning, Mowers Club with the Prof and Joe Healy. That's me. We'll see you then. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91